6: Well, you knew that eventually was going to happen, what happened on Monday night. Eventually, just hope it wouldn't have been that night, but it was. Welcome in the beginning of the Ben Maller Show. We are in the air everywhere. The vast Fox Sports Radio Network emanating live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on your car insurance. Just visit geico.com for a free... Great quote. So a tie against the Browns, a loss to the Chiefs, written off by Eddie Garcia, Pittsburgh found the perfect potion, the perfect potion in Tampa, Monday Night Football. Now, if you didn't watch the game, and you can tell. This is a great litmus test. You can tell who watched the game and who didn't watch the game because the people that watched the game are like, wow, Ryan Fitzpatrick, garbage. The people that didn't watch the game that are box score readers, whoa, he played well again. He made a couple of mistakes, but he played well again. Well, Pittsburgh jumped out to a 20 point lead and ended up winning by three, 30 to 27, their first win of the 2018 season over the woebegone Tampa Bay Buccaneers, who were looking good and now are back to being the woebegone Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So let's talk about this. Now, the question. Monday night football, week three. The buys start this coming week. The bye weeks start going out this week in the NFL. Does the Monday night football outcome, a win for Pittsburgh, say more about the Steelers and their success or more about the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and their failures? Now, this is clear. And you really only had to watch the first half to get the whole picture. here. This is more, much more about Tampa Bay. Much more about Tampa Bay on this particular night. You had biblical, mocked, and peewee. You had all of that. Now, we'll begin with the full disclosure. Now, if you listened the other night to Benny versus the Penny, we thank you for that. You should download the podcast. I've often pointed out that we are really here just recording a podcast live late at night for the people that listen during the day. We just happen to be recording the podcast when no one's awake. That's how we do it. But uh, when we did Benny versus the Penny and we handicapped the Monday night football game, the methodology behind... The 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 way we got to the pick was that, hey, you bet on Tampa Bay and Ryan Fitzpatrick, the Fitzmagic, the carriage. You bet on that until its conclusion. Well, we witnessed the conclusion in the first half. magic that carriage turned back into a pumpkin. There was a relapse of many, many bad habits, and he literally broke into pieces in the first half of that game. It was a biblical breakdown for Fitzpatrick, and Since many did not watch the whole game or just looked at the box score and formed their opinion, if you missed the first half of the game, in that first half, Ryan Fitzpatrick attempted 21 passes. He had a touchdown, three interceptions, and a quarterback rating of 58.5, which is a great scoring average in the NBA. And it's just tremendous, like Wilt Chamberlain-type numbers if you get that many rebounds a game. But if you're a quarterback and your quarterback rating is 58.5, you've done something horrifically wrong. You've done something terribly wrong, and you failed. You failed at your job. And, and there were many Buck fans who dressed up like it was Halloween. They were decked out. I saw you know, dads and daughters wearing matching beards, and they got television time and all that. And I wondered at halftime, I'm thinking, boy, how silly must they feel? You know, how silly must they feel there that they showed up, they got all dolled up, you know, dad and daughter bonding with fake beards. And there they are, and the Amish rifle has turned into a, a water balloon launcher. And it's like, what are we doing here? You know, what are we doing here? And you, I guess you just have to grin and bear it. I guess that's the case. But the regression to the mean was inevitable. Now Fitzpatrick is 35 years old, and there is a reason he has played for literally 21 percent of all 32 teams in the NFL. The pride of Harvard is on his seventh different NFL franchise. So he occasionally will play well, and Pittsburgh went up by 20, and then Ryan Fitzpatrick saved face. Fitzpatrick lit it up in the fourth quarter to the tune of 125 yards in the the final period of football with two touchdowns in garbage time. That is professional stat stuffing. That is the NBA player whose team falls behind by 30 points who scores 27 points after halftime with 11 rebounds and 5 assists in the second half of garbage time. So the final stat line, you're like, well, yeah, he finished with 411 yards passing. It set some dopey record that very few know about and had three touchdowns. And Sure, he had the interceptions early, but he came back and played well late in the game. Uh, okay. All right, Ryan Fitzpatrick, you did he dress like – did he dress like a clown after the game? No, he didn't? All right, let's right, let's hear from Ryan Fitzpatrick here. You must be very proud of how you played early in the game, yes?
8: We put ourselves in a bad spot, and they did a great job creating and forcing the turnovers. But, uh, you know, for us, it was let's just go out there and play. You know, let's go out there and play and see what happens. And, you know, we did that. We gave ourselves a chance, but weren't able to finish it.
6: And so now the Buccaneers are in the cu- a quandary, a quagmire, whatever word you want to use because those both those words would fit. Those are good words. Quandary, quagmire, those are both good words. So the Buccaneers have a short week, and Dirk Cutter, the coach, is in a position where he's got to decide, do you continue with Ryan Fitzpatrick or go back to Jameis Winston? Before we hear from the coach, here's more from Ryan Fitzpatrick. I'm sure, Ryan, you want to campaign for your job, right? You want to say, hey, it's my job. I don't want to give it up. Say it. Just say it. I know you want to say it, Ryan. Say it. Please say it.
8: I have so much fun playing this game. I have fun playing with these guys. You know, I'm here just ready to do whatever it takes to Don't help stop. the team win, and I, yeah. I think that'll be my mindset going forward. Yeah.
6: Doesn't he sound like he's got kind of a, like a southern twang to his voice? But he lives in Arizona, and he went to Harvard. Hmm, interesting.
8: Play that again. Doesn't it sound that, – that was Ryan Fitzpatrick. Doesn't it sound – I have like, so much fun playing this game. I have fun playing with these guys. You guys. know, I'm here – Just ready to do whatever it takes to help the team win, and I I think that'll be my mindset going forward. All right, so
6: what's the mindset of this guy, Dirk Cutter, who likely will not be the coach in Tampa very long? You can't come out. Remember the rules of engagement. The rules of coaching speak. You can't come out and just bury your quarterback. So instead you have to say it's a team game, you know, it's not this guy's fault, it's not that guy's fault. So let's see who Dirk Cutter throws under the proverbial team bus in an effort to deflect away from Ryan Fitzpatrick. Let's find out who is it going to be? I didn't think we
5: protected him as as well. Ah, oh, offensive I line. He played yeah. much better in the second half than he than he did in the first yeah, half. Garbage time. And uh, he was under pressure and he probably forced a couple of throws that he didn't need to. <laughs> but I just didn't think that we uh, that we attacked. As much as we had been with our wide receivers tonight, early in the game, we we got better as it as it went on.
6: Uh, let me give a little post here on social media to coaches. And there's a lot of dumb fans that don't. There's no rule that says that you're going to have perfect protection. In fact, most of playing quarterback in the NFL is improvising. You're not going to be protected all the time. You still have to make plays. So this idea, this this fairy tale, this nirvana. Situation where he's ah oh, you got to have this great protection and if you oh, I blame the offensive line no, it's it's wonderful you'd love to have wonderful protection all the time, wouldn't that be great? That would be absolutely marvelous if you could have wonderful protection. But guess what? Most of the time it's not fantastic, right? It's not. So we can get all philosophical and talk about oh if only we had this great offensive line protection. Let's get back to Coach Cutter, the million-dollar question. Jameis Winston is now eligible to come back on Tuesday morning. His suspension is over, and so do you go with Ryan Fitzpatrick? Do you go to Jameis Winston? You are the coach of the Buccaneers. You make the call.
5: Let's see what happens. I mean, I'd love to get a chance to talk to Jameis face-to-face before I tell the rest of the world. We love Jameis. I mean, Jameis, uh, he's a member of our team and uh, anxious to get him back. He'll, he'll be great in our locker room. And I know Jameis, whatever role that, that he ends up in, I know Jameis will embrace that role and give it everything he's got.
6: Yeah. Unless it's in the front of an Uber car, then he will not embrace that. He's banned from Uber. He can't use Uber. What about, what about, well, yeah, his hands will be all over the place. What about, is he allowed to use Lyft? Is there anything other than Uber and Lyft? Is there, those are the big two. Is there anything else? Does he have to go old school and use a taxi? Does he have to call a taxi? Public transportation? How about a bus? Yeah. All right. Anyway, so listen, here's what's going to happen. Tampa, I'll tell you exactly what's going to happen. Tampa Bay is going to continue with Ryan Fitzpatrick. This week, they play the Bears. It's a short week, and you get Winston up to speed. And then, depending on how Fitzpatrick does, it is another opportunity for him to keep the job. The Buccaneers have a bye week following the game with Chicago. Game's in the Windy City. So, Bucks play well. Fitzpatrick doesn't throw three interceptions in the first half. Tampa wins the game. We have a different conversation. If Fitzpatrick sucks and vomits all over the field, then you expect Jameis Winston to be back, and he will be the starter going forward and be uh, – Really sacrificed in the Hornets' nest. They date with the Atlanta Falcons after the bye week. Now, the the second part of this, Pittsburgh, I loved early in the game. Now, they did fall behind seven enough, but one of the great individual plays after falling behind, someone named Vance McDonald with an insane, insane uh, play 75-yard touchdown reception that highlighted one of the nastiest, most disgusting, but most wonderful stiff arms you can possibly. This is the kind of stuff you play on a video game. You're like, oh, that's not real life. No one will actually do that. That's, That's just the people who make the video game having a good time. You know, that's not real. Vance McDonald showed tremendous amounts of masculinity as he smashed the safety Chris Conti's face in one of the more demeaning moments for any human being playing athletics at a professional level, and the Buck safety Chris Conti had his balls taken off on Monday Night Football is essentially what happened. For the rest of his career, and this guy conti has been around for a while. You don't know who he is because he's a nobody, but he's been around for a while. He can expect to be mocked, teased, humiliated, and haunted by that tackle attempt, which resulted in Vance McDonald putting a face right through, the, uh, right through Conte, and oh, it was just marvelous. It was absolutely great. A total dereliction of duties, talking about tackling. And the defensive player, generally the rules of engagement are the defensive player is supposed to lay the lumber, not be the receiver of the lumber. But in this case, the Bucks safety was the receiver of the lumber. Last thing here, the Steelers, they're going to feel good about themselves. They're going to feel happy about themselves right? because they won the game and all that. And Ben Roethlisberger had 350 yards. Bad Ben didn't show up. He's been terrible on the road most of the his uh, last couple of years in the NFL. Uh, but that wasn't the case here. Uh, but just keep in mind, the, the Steelers were the beneficiary of the Fitzmagic gifts in the first half. The Bucks had four turnovers this game. And so I looked at Pittsburgh. I wasn't overly impressed. Even though they were up by 20 points, Pittsburgh has some work to do. There, were, there was one play that summed up the Steelers' defense in the third quarter. There were three or four Pittsburgh defenders who were caught napping. It reminded me of that mean green Arkansas game. Remember we, we had that punt return where everyone on Arkansas stopped because they assumed the play was over. On the punt return, it wasn't over. The whistle didn't blow, and the, the, the kid for, for North Texas ran back uh marvelously he went back and got a touchdown. And that it was a similar type play. It wasn't a punt, but it was a, a, a catch. And the Pittsburgh defenders assumed that the the play was dead. They just stopped and this Tampa Bay player ran ran all the way back for a touchdown. Although on instant replay they went back and looked. It's a, and they said, Well, it was a like an, a foot touched one of the one of the Steelers, and so the play was dead. But it was a bad look for Mike Tomlin. He played to the whistle, and there were like five guys that didn't play to the whistle. The Steelers had 11 penalties in the game. They were only 3 of 11 on third down, and their defense gave up 455 total yards. So not outrageously great, but they were up by 20, and they win the game. We say hello to noted Steeler critic and a man that wrote them off. Edmund Dallas Steamboat Willie Judas...
3: Garcia. Mm -hmm. Well, I didn't write them off, which is number one. But I will agree with you. I I'm not. Look, I'm never going to turn my nose up as a fan at a win.
6: Never. You should.
3: But I'm not. Good Uh, fan does. No, that's that's not right. I do it all the time. No, Uh, but they they look. They got four turnovers, including a pick six, and they still held on for the win. So good win, good road win. We'll see at the end of the year if it's a good opponent or not. But. I'm glad they won, but I wasn't. Uh, whoever, any opponent, just throw to whoever Artie Burns is covering. That guy is garbage.
6: Yeah, it's an, Ar- he it's is an old man. Artie's an old man's name, right? We agree on that. <laughs> like we all know old guys named Artie. Uh, Artie Martinez, yeah, old guy. Yeah, yeah. Artie Lang, Artie old Marino. guy, right? Artie, Artie Marino. Marino, old yeah. dudes, right? Yeah, not a lot of young guys named Artie. I old... will. Co- I will
3: concur with that opinion. Yeah.
6: it's an old guy. Yeah, yeah, he plays like an old guy. But and
3: and and Fitzpatrick, uh, I mean, I'd Fitzma- love to Fitz say Magic. yes, I'd love back. to say that the Steelers made some great plays to uh, get those turnovers, but they didn't. He threw he threw it right to them. I mean, there were a couple of passes that were just right to Steelers. I mean, just terrible passes. So again, happy with the win as a Steelers fan, but uh, we'll see. We'll see going forward. I'm not uh, not ready to say they're back. Oh, they're they're gonna they're gonna be uh, champions of the AFC North. We'll see. That guy Baltimore next week.
6: That'll be a big game, but. Uh, We'll see. That's it's a primetime game. We can get well,
3: Sunday night football. Oh thank yep.
6: god, it's just what I need. Steelers and Ravens. That's what I that'll be that'll get a huge rating. That will dominate the ratings. Sounds like a being sarcastic. I, I Not think, at all. I no. don't know what you're talking about. Uh, people
3: I, I think people like that matchup. You like that matchup. It's no, good for I you. think I think people that like well how many, how many uh, roughing the passer penalties will be called in that game? Because that's I, the reason people like that, that game is because it's a hard-hitting yeah. game. I but. do
6: get aroused at roughing the passer penalties. I enjoy well, it. Well, you
3: must have been uh, stiff the entire game. It's, the right it's, time. Orgas- <laughs> it's orgasmic. Yeah. It really is. I'm it surprised is. Vance McDonald didn't get a roughing the passer call on that stiff arm.
6: Oh, that was awesome. That was beautiful. That was fantastic. <laughs> <That> We're <was laughs> up <one of> against <laughs> the hard one here. That was really cool. That was like, wow, he just destroyed that guy. I was like, wow, I can't believe he did that. How could, and Conti came out of the game. I don't think he was actually hurt. I think his his uh, pride was yeah, hurt. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. I don't think he was physically hurt. I believe he was just. Boy, I'm never gonna. I I'm can out, do that. That's
3: uh, film study is going to be great for him uh, tomorrow. Whenever they watch it.
6: No, he's going to retire. He's going <laughs> to pull <laughs> <Buffalo> be <beer, laughs> uh, Devontae <laughs> Davis. Devonte, yeah. he's, I, I'm out of here. See you guys. I'm gone. That's it. I'm out of here. I'm pulling Avante. That's what they call it. I'm going to abruptly retire. I'm done. All right, it is the Ben Mather show on Fox. We'll take your phone calls. We've got Roberto and Koopaloop here it's as great well. Getting porn, yes, I'm telling is. you. All right, eight seven seven ninety nine on Fox, eight seven seven nine nine six six three six nine. I've often pointed out over the years that NFL coaches will lie to your face. And another example of that. This is a great one. Woohoo. We'll get to that, and we will do it next. Research has shown you get even more
3: out of the Ben Maller Show when you follow along on Twitter. It's the playground for our P1s. Message the voices in the night. And follow your host, Ben Maller. He is at Ben Maller. And you can tweet at and follow me, Eddie Garcia, your humble sidekick. I'm at Eddie on Fox. It's so big. I don't think you could really kind of get your mouth around it. I mean, it's you know what I'm saying. Yeah, that hamburger is huge in Arizona. And now, live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios, it's Ben Maller.
6: Lies, 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 lies. You do lies.
3: lie a lot. You're right.
6: So we have a quite detail of, and it, we'll file this one into. Uh, they will lie to your face, which is ironic. We'll get to that in a moment, involving an NFL what has really revolved or evolved, I should say, into a, an NFL mystery. And uh, there's it is literally uh, coming apart at the seams here throughout the nighttime hours, and we'll get to that. But we're talking about the Monday night game, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, the Pittsburgh Steelers, and Ryan Fitzpatrick with such a horrific stench of a first half. That that was enough. He was so bad in the first half, Pittsburgh just kind of you know, hung on. That's it. They had 20, built up a 20-point lead, just kind of hung on. Uh, the Rooster says, Ben, on the bright side, there's no Sunday night baseball this week, so you will be all freed up to watch the Steelers and the Ravens. Yes, that's right, because the season ends. The baseball regular season is coming to a, a finish. Will we have a play-in game? Will there be a playing game on Monday or Tuesday before the wild card round, the, which no is way. one game? Now you say no way. No way, Ben. Roberto says no way. It's a nice comeback for the Dodgers. It's embarrassing they were behind the Diamondbacks <laughs> in the middle of the innings. They had to come back, but they did come back and beat the, the D-backs, the, the Snakes. The Rockets are
9: playing the terrible Phillies. Is
6: that an extra Dodger home game? Because I looked at the crowd. I didn't see any Diamondback fans. I saw a bunch <laughs> of Dodger fans oh, that were in the was. crowd in the Valley of the Sun there. They were hanging out, having a good old time.
3: By the way, did you see there's a game, there's one game on Monday, a Pirates-Marlins game? Well, it's because they have to play
6: 162. Is Why? That... Just call well, it off. No, no, no. Don't for add some inte- game on at the no, end no. of the year. You have no integrity. You have no scruples, Eddie. It's it's for the integrity of the schedule. It's Pirates, Eddie. It's for you. Yeah. I, I'm okay if they just say, we're good. What happened to your standards, Eddie? What, what happened to your core values? Shame on Make you. Make them play a doubleheader on Sunday, then. When's the last time there was a triple header? Remember, they used to be have. They ever he- had it? Yes. Oh, oh, I guess
3: they can't play a double header because they're
6: not playing on Sunday. Well, no, the union won't allow triple headers. I'm guessing. No, these no I'm days, saying but...
3: the Pirates and Marlins oh. aren't playing on Sunday. They're having this specific game. I'm assuming for a rain-up at some point in the year. Come on, just call it off.
6: Yeah, that's oh, terrible. Oh, come on, you guys are such. You guys are. You humans. gonna You gonna tune in for that game oh, on Monday? So, well, I, might, I I might even bet on it. Yeah. <laughs> absolutely. I might put no, you're not. lost your mind. Yeah, if I can find out who's not going to show up, I'll bet on the other team. That's Absolutely, I'll do that. Uh, let's go to the phones. Ryan is in San Diego, and he is next on Fox Sports Radio. Hello, Ryan. How's it going, Ben? Ryan, if I was any better, I'd be a Patrick, but not Fitzpatrick, because he was terrible in the first yeah. half. Fitzmagic. Oh, that's right. Was, Fitzmagic. Did he dress? He ter- did he dress? He, he, he hold on a second. In the f- Go ahead. I didn't. Did he dress as a as Conor McGregor? After no, he, he did, did not. Okay. No. Go, ahead. Yeah, go ahead, Ryan.
10: <laughs> no, it was funny how the irony that you said, "Hey, if people looked at the bot score, they'd go, go, wow, Fitzpatrick's really, you know, you know, three interceptions, three touchdowns.' He did great in the second half, and they didn't watch the game. Well, obviously, you didn't watch the game because if you saw, you called it garbage time. But if you watched the fourth quarter, he brought them within three points of taking the lead, and if their defense would have stopped the run within five minutes left to go in the game, they had a chance to win the game. It wasn't garbage time. He rocked them back. It was
6: garbage time. You're an idiot. No, 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 no. You don't don't know if you're a moron. Not even garbage time. You are a moron. You're you're the the kind of guy that watches an NBA game and says, well, you guys scored 20 points in the fourth quarter. He played very well down the stretch. You're an idiot. At at no point in that game did I think in the fourth quarter all the Steelers are going to lose the game. At no point. Now, maybe you bought into the propaganda from the idiots on ESPN that were trying to get people to keep watching, and maybe you bought into that. At no point did I think, "Oh my God, the Bucks are going to come back and win the game," even when they were in three. Oh, so
10: you have that much faith in the Steelers because they're such a great team that they, it was just a foregone conclusion. Yes, they that's so well exactly right. Here, right.
6: Yeah, well, who's I, the idiot? Who's it, the idiot? Yeah, <laughs> you're, you're you're the idiot because I just hung Ooh. up on you. Bam, done. Get wow. out of here, ah. loser. Very mature. <laughs> Mature guy's trying to sell Ryan Fitzpatrick as he play. Oh, he's played great. It wasn't, it wasn't garbage time. The entire second half was garbage time. The entire second half was. garbage. I don't care what Joe Tessitore says on television. It doesn't matter. You get so- dopes like that. That's why those idiots on TV say stuff like that. Idiots like this buy it. Got dopes like that guy. Oh, I believe. Oh, yeah. That was not garbage time. But shut up. <laughs> Bunch of low information idiots. All right, we'll press on, and we will. This is great. Now I've often been called out for this. Oh, you should. Why are you so harsh on coaches when you say they always lie, lie, lie? Well, I have another example. I will toss this out there. I'll let you decide. I'll give you my evidence, and you can decide. We'll get to that coming up here in a moment. But first, from the Geico Studios, let's get the latest Eddie Garcia to break it all down. Eddie.
3: Monday night football was in Tampa where the Steelers beat the Buccaneers 30-27. Pittsburgh had a 20-point lead at the half then had to hold on for the victory. Ben Roethlisberger, three touchdown passes in the win. Ryan Fitzpatrick had three touchdown passes as well for Tampa Bay, but he also threw three interceptions, one return for a touchdown. Pittsburgh gets its first win of the year. Now 1-1-1 one, one and one on the season. Tampa Bay gets its first loss falling to two and one in baseball games of note the a's have clinched a playoff spot they knock off the mariners seven to three they also got in because tampa bay lost earlier in the day they are still four four and a half back though of houston in the race for the al west astros with a five three win over the blue jays oakland likely to be that second wild card team in the american league dodgers defeat the Diamondbacks seven to four la still with that game and athlete on colorado for first in the nl west the rockies did roll over the phillies ten to one Colorado now with just a half game back of St. Louis for the final wildcard spot in the National League. Cardinals lost to the Brewers. 6-4 Milwaukee moves a game and a half back of Chicago. First in the NL Central as the Cubs lost to the Pirates. 5-1 Chicago missed a chance to clinch a playoff spot with a victory. And the Red Sox record their franchise record 106th victory of the season thanks to a 6-2 win over the Orioles. This report is brought to you by True Car. Online car shopping can be confusing, but not anymore with True Price from TrueCar. Now you can know the exact price you'll pay for your next car. So visit True Car and enjoy a more confident car buying experience. Ben, quarterback news from the NFL. As expected, the MRI revealed that indeed 49ers quarterback Jimmy Garoppolo suffered a torn ACL in his left knee. He's done for the year. Cleveland Browns, as expected, named Baker Vainfield, their starting quarterback for Sunday's game in Oakland, and the Arizona Cardinals named Josh Rosen as their starting quarterback for Sunday against Seattle. All
6: right, thanks, Eddie. We're coming in from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on your car insurance. Just visit geico.com for a free rate quote. So a wild story out of the Twin Cities. This is a story that's still evolving in the overnight hours here. We're keeping an eye on it. But the Vikings over the weekend announced that defensive end Everson Griffin was not going to play against Buffalo because of a knee injury. That's what the team said. He had a knee injury. Uh, He was not at the stadium on Sunday. The Vikings said it was a personal matter. Well, we now have come to learn that that personal matter, whew, wow, there's a lot of tentacles. Where do I begin? Well, it, it was an incident that happened on Saturday. All right? Th- this is according to television reports out of the Twin Cities. Evers- uh, KSTP reporting that Everson Griffin was involved in an incident at the hotel the team was staying at in which he allegedly threatened to shoot someone at the hotel the day before the Viking game. Now, the, there was a police report that was filed. A person at Hotel Ivy, I'm not familiar with that hotel, maybe you can give me some intel on that, uh, was verbally threatening to shoot someone in the middle of the day on Saturday. This, according to the police report, the Minneapolis Police Department redacted that person's name from the report, but. According to the TV station, that was indeed the Viking player whose name was removed from the report. The Vikings then released a statement indicating that they were concerned about the incident and questioned and worried about what is being considered a serious personal health-related issue. All right, fine. So that's the end of the story, right? No, it's not. It's not the end of the story. So we then have come to learn that that wasn't the only incident on Saturday. After that incident, uh, Everson Griffin, the Minnesota Viking defensive end, one of the captains of the Minnesota Vikings, was arrested on Saturday after that incident. Now, did the police come and track him down and say, on second thought, we're going to arrest you? No. He apparently attempted to break into a teammate's home on Saturday. So he, it started at the hotel, which... A- oh,
7: no. Apparently
6: the Vikings were staying at as they, you know, All teams, before their home games, they get together at the, the hotel. Uh, and so that incident, but then later on on Saturday, it was a teammate's home. Reports say that Everson Griffin, this is from the the Fox 9, uh, the Fox affiliate in, in, in the Twin Cities, police sources say that after he left the Hotel Ivy, he was arrested, the Viking player, trying to break into a, another teammate's home, and he is currently uh, getting me- a mental health evaluation. So he's getting some, uh, some mental health there. Is that his decision or is that a uh, police 24-hour 48-hour uh, cycle? Wow, how about this story? Sounds like a Barrett-Robbins situation. Yeah, he didn't go to Tijuana though. He just yeah. went uh, he went around the twins. Wow, that's crazy. Little while, yeah. I mean that's a, that's a wild that's a wild story, man. Yeah, how about that? Yeah, that's crazy, man? man. Wow. So th- the first part of it though, the the reports from the tv station in minnesota this griffin was walking around the hotel and apparently one of the reports indicated that the people that work at the hotel were like hiding in the back of the hotel they were worried about their safety but then no charges were pressed uh, no nothing happened of that particular incident now why is that Is that because the Vikings are an important client of that hotel and they don't want to offend the Vikings in any way? And they just want to have good relations with the Vikings? They want the Vikings to go to the Super Bowl, maybe? All right. Well, uh, that's crazy. We keep an eye on on that. But the police dispatch audio, which is archived online from the incident on Saturday afternoon involving the Viking player, they have the dispatcher saying that the suspect said to the staff that if someone wouldn't let him in his room – that he was going to shoot someone. Police said no gun was ever seen. Uh, at one point, it's according to the, the 911 tape, the uh, report continued. It said that the caller stated that Griffin threatened to assault staff members and was laying on the lobby floor. But that, yeah. Keep in mind, though, the Vikings said that he had a, uh, a personal matter and a knee injury. Knee, uh, that was knee, the knee, yeah. the knee, the knee thing. You know,
9: Does adding the knee thing uh, feels like they're adding that. Does that make it worse?
6: Well, the his knee. Well, maybe he maybe hurt his knee. That's why I was laying on the floor in the ho in the hotel when he was. Uh, if you forget your room key, it is frustrating though. If you forget your room <laughs> key, well, we hope he gets. Uh, yeah, he's help some some help. Sounds like he's uh, he's messed up and something a little haywire there. Some wires went out of whack there for Everson Griffin. Of the Minnesota Vikings, but remember the Vikings—the quotes are all over the internet from Zimmer uh, about Griffin last week, and there was even on over the weekend. And this kind of no no explanation, right? No, uh, you know, and says he was ruled out with a knee injury and was not present due to a personal matter. Personal matter was he was arrested. That was the personal matter and was in a psych hold. All right, here's the, the Ben Maller Show on Fox. We'll take your calls, 877-99 on Fox, 877-996-6369. If you'd also want to be part of the show that way, you can get out on our Facebook page, which is Ben Maller Show. It's Ben are you there? Yeah. No. He's no, gone. We took off. So there was a rumor that the Steelers are now open for business involving Le'Veon Bell. And that uh, this is another one of those Schefter specials. Uh, the odds are out. Where will Le'Veon Bell play by the end of the 2018 season? So which team will Le'Veon Bell play for by the end of the 2018 trade deadline? So not the end of the season, but the end of the trade deadline. And, yeah, the big reveal here. Now, wh- who do you think this is? Who do you, what do you think the favorite is to get Le'Veon Bell? What do you think, the Raiders? All right, the greatness of the Ra- the Raiders. It's amazing how Roberto always guesses the Raiders. Yeah, when in doubt, yeah, <laughs> throw the Raiders out. Well, this team has a, according to this, a sixty percent chance of having Le'Veon Bell by the end of the, the twenty eighteen trade deadline. You're going with the Raiders. All right. Uh, anyone else want in on this? Uh, all right. No, no one's going to guess. All right, the Pittsburgh Steelers. The the Steelers are the favorite at minus two twenty. Now there were rumors that the Jets were intrigued by the possibility of acquiring Le'Veon Bell. The Jets are not the favorite other than Pittsburgh. The other favorite outside of the Pittsburgh Steelers, that would be, this is a team we mentioned last night, makes all the sense in the world, the Indianapolis Colts, because Jim Irsay does irrational, illogical things, so it made sense that that was a possibility The Colts are at plus 400. And before you poo-poo and say these odds don't mean anything, Keep in mind that I was doing radio, what was it, last week? Yeah, last, not this past uh, weekend, but two weekends ago. And there were rumors on where Josh Gordon was going to end up. And the favorite was the New England Patriots. And he ended up with the Patriots like a day later. So keep that in mind. But uh, based on the odds, that says the Colts have a 20% chance. The Jets are plus 550. The Browns plus 600. And the Houston Texans. The 0 3 Houston Texans. Ha ha! The 0 3 Texans uh, plus 700. Time now for the Who Am I game. This is where we pretend to be somebody else, thus, we call it the Who Am I game. Dak Prescott, the notorious quarterback of the Dallas Cowboys, has passed at least 25 times for less than 200 yards in his last five games for Dallas. Dak Prescott has now passed at least 25 times for less than 200 yards in his last five games for Dallas. I am the last player to go six games with a streak of at least 25 pass attempts and less than 200 yards. Who am I? The answer next. You have to
3: multitask to navigate through life, so make sure to like the Ben Maller Show in the cyber world. Join our Facebook radio family. It's the Maller Militia's springboard on the social network. Go to Facebook.com slash Ben Maller Show. You can submit jokes, questions for Ask Ben and more. Now live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios, it's Ben
6: Maller. Someone named Rebel writes in and says, "Newsflash, Ben! You cannot trade a player who isn't on a isn't under a contract or on a contract. Bell, Le'Veon Bell can't be traded. He's a free agent." Well, Rebel, technically, you're right. Le'Veon Bell is a free agent, but he can be traded, but he has to agree to go to the team that wants him. So, for example, if uh, I'll explain this to you because I don't think you're that bright. So, if the Jets wanted him, the Jets could say, hey, we want to work out a, a, a contract with Le'Veon Bell, and then Bell would agree to terms with the Jets, and then he would they would work out the trade details. He'd agree to the contract with Pittsburgh, and uh, the, he, he could be traded. So, yes, you, technically right now he can't be traded, Le'Veon Bell. He, he has all the cards as far as whether or not he ends up on another team, but that doesn't mean the Steelers can't agree to a trade with the Jets, or the Colts, or whoever, and then go to Le'Veon Bell and say, okay, we found a team that wants your jet skiing ass, so uh, you have to talk to them, and they'll pay you a bunch of money, and good luck. Mahalo. Uh, All right. Anyway, time now for the Who Am I game. Dakota Prescott has passed at least 25 times for less than 200 yards. That sucks. In his last five games for Dallas, I am the last player to go six games with a streak of at least 25 pass attempts and less than 200 yards. Who am I? Sean in Oceanside is going with the immortal Alex Van Pelt as his answer. Jeff says Ty Detmer, Chad Pennington from Mike, from Pittsfield. Who else do we have? Alex Smith, guessed by Gumby Dave and Polly D. Van is going with Craig Morton. Patrick, the Uber black driver in Maui, checks in with Colt Brennan. Uh, who else do we have? Page down, page down. Uh, Raider Nation Nate. Is that a friend of Roberto's? Uh, he's going with. We're all a family band. That's right. Uh, Quincy Carter is his answer. Spurgeon Wynn. Good guess by Mike. A lot of Quincy Carter guesses. Colin Kaepernick from El Guapo. That's his guess. John Wilkes Booth from the SoCal 49er fan. All right. Eddie, do you have an answer? Jay Scoop, the winner of the talent show, went with Boo Radley. To kill a mockingbird. That's a terrible guess. The answer is Ron Paulus. Ron Paulus. That's a fine name, Ron Paulus. Unfortunately, no, it is not Ron Paulus. It's not Saddam Hussein, guessed by Rob in Vegas. The correct answer, one of the greatest players in the history of the Seattle Seahawks back in the 90s, Rick Meyer. Rick Meyer, 1994 Seahawks. He went six straight games. That matches the second-longest streak in NFL history. Steve Walsh, remember him, the, the backup? Oh, yeah, to, former to, Miami Hurricane. Yeah, he did this with the Saints. He was a backup with the Cowboys, but Steve Walsh with the Saints. And Ken O'Brien, one of the great Jets of the 1980s, Ken O'Brien had a streak of six games. So those are the contemporaries for Dak Prescott. Rick Meyer, Steve Walsh, and Ken O'Brien. Woo! Uh, and the record, the all-time record, Here's another good name from football gone past, Eddie. The longest streak of games with 25 or more pass attempts and 200 or less passing yards is seven, and it was set by John Brody with the 49ers oh, wow. in that the- is old school 1968. Brody's got the right. So Dak Prescott, if things continue to go down the path they're going for the Dallas Cowboys, and if nothing changes for the Cowboys, we are looking. At that game against the Texans, boy, Al Michaels will be so excited with Collinsworth. They'll, they'll have something to talk about there. Cowboys-Texans in two weeks. It's a Sunday night game. That could be the game, assuming Dak Prescott doesn't go over 200 yards passing or, or, and gets at least 25 attempts. This week, that sets the stage for a record-tying performance for Dakota Prescott in Houston against the winless Texans. Man, that would be a what, excitement. Yeah. Boy, I'm so excited. Cowboys suck. Yeah, it's good. that's good. yeah, they're really bad. And and see, here's the problem. Jerry Jones really likes Dak Prescott because Dak Prescott's like perfect as far as what Jerry Jones wants. He doesn't rock the boat, right? He's a you know the the, the kind of cowboy quarterback that is wonderful. Except he can't play. That's the problem. He does everything else great. He just can't play. All right, let's get to it. Here we go. Time now for the MLB pick'em. let find out who the. Winner was yesterday. The brightest, smartest, the man with the longest winning streak who knows all about fantasy sports. Oh, it's me. Koopaloop, get on that microphone right there, Coop. Talk very slowly. I want you to pronounce every syllable. Who was the winner? Ben with another win, but yet still in last
4: place overall whoa, 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 in the whoa, uh, whoa, MLB pick. Uh, uh, that would be you, Ben
6: Maller. Well, are we going off the <laughs> Are we going off the NFL pick? or the MLB pick? The MLB pick. em Oh, the MLB pick. Ah, yes. All right. All right. Very good. With the first pick, Walker Bueller. Oh, Walker sh- Bueller. Roberto. Uh, Justin Turner. Justin Turner. He had to pick a Dodger. Eddie. Max Scherzer. Scherzer's off the board. Kubaloo. Uh, I will go with David Price. One more. Hurry up. we got to go. we got to uh, go. Mookie Betts. All right. Eddie. Nolan Arenado. Uh, Roberto. Trevor Bauer. Edwin Encarnacion. Francisco Lindor. Roberto. Giancarlo Stanton. Eddie. Manny Machado. Who? Otani. 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 <laughs> Yellow out of Otani. Be sure to catch
7: live editions of the Ben Maller Show weekdays at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Something is
6: Fishy, something's not right. Welcome in the beginning of another hour. It's the Ben Maller Show. We are in the air everywhere. The vast Fox Sports Radio network emanating live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on your car insurance. Just visit geico.com for a free. Rate quote. So in the post-mortem on week number three in the NFL, something caught my attention, and it involved the, the Miami Dolphins. Now, very rarely do we ever talk about the Miami Dolphins. They have not been relevant since Dan Marino played in Miami. I mean, there's you know, nothing relevant about them. Uh, and they certainly did swarm the Raiders in that warm weather. They came back and they won. The Dolphins are off to them. 3-0 and start. But not all Dolphins made it out of that game unscathed. No, 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 no. In fact, one of the stories of the weekend turned out to be an injured player, defensive lineman, William Hayes of the Miami Dolphins. He was one of the Dolphins to go down. He tore his anterior cruciate ligament. Old school, the ACL injury for William Hayes. So why are we talking about this? That only tells part of the story. If you've been out of the loop here, Uh, The the story is what the Dolphins are saying about this. Now, Adam Gase, the Dolphin coach, claiming that this ACL injury is a direct result of the new enhanced roughing the passer rules. All right, so if, if you're not heard, just to prove that I am not making this up, to prove that indeed the Dolphin coach did say this, I've never even heard what he sounds like. Let's hear what Adam Gase, the Dolphin coach, sounds like here as he explained in detail, how William Hayes, his defensive player, was injured on a sack of Derek Carr.
8: William Hayes will be out for the season. He tore his ACL on that uh, on that sack. He was trying to not put body weight on the quarterback, so his foot got caught in the ground.
6: Just telling you what happened. Right. So says, uh, don't find me. I'm just saying what happened. But don't you dare find me. So uh, I watched the replay. It's on social media. You can watch it a bunch. So Hayes did sack Derek Carr. It was a third down play. Now, I don't know how much he attempted to avoid landing his body weight on the Raider quarterback. It didn't seem like he was desperately trying to avoid landing on Derek Carr. But he did bounce off. And while he was doing that, his right leg did get caught. Uh, as he tried to kind of roll over. And watching the replay, Hayes started to bring down Carr. He kicked his right leg a little bit. And and then his right knee bent a place it's not supposed to bent. It, it bent at a bad angle, and then snap, crackle, pop took over. Hayes started grabbing the right knee. And as you heard from the Miami Dolphins coach there, that's it. Hasta la vista. Sayonara. See you later. And Gaze did not follow up. He didn't directly blame the new NFL rule for Hayes' injury, but he certainly implied that that was the case. So for the purposes of this Maller monologue, let's assume the position that the injury to the Dolphin player William Hayes was a result of him trying to follow the letter of the law with the Rogers rule. Now, the good news is we have a, a spokesperson for all NFL matters the former mouthpiece of the Legion of Boom, who has chimed in, never one to hold back, the injured 49er defensive back, Richard Sherman. Yeah, how great is that? I'm sure Sherman's very excited that he's with the Niners this year. That's a that's a relevant football team. Well, he's getting, getting paid, kind of. So Sherman, he had a lot to say about William Hayes' injury. Since he's not playing, he has plenty of time to opine, and Sherman said that the NFL only cares about the health of its quarterback. And exasperated Sherman growling, they don't care about the rest of us getting hurt long, as long as the quarterback is safe. All right, that was the quote from Richard Sherman. So let's talk about this now. The question, uh, where are you on that particular quote by Richard Sherman? His admonishment of the NFL. That's what Sherman is doing now. Sherman is correct, and that's life. That's the response. See, he's absolutely right, but that's the way it goes. My viewpoint on the latest chapter in the newest controversy of the NFL, Right, this, oh, it's the roughing the passer, the, the Rogers rule and all that, I've got CODB, Russian roulette, and manipulate. All right, first of all, we'll bind all this together. It is absolutely correct that the quarterback is more important to the bottom line of the NFL than some random defensive lineman. Those are the facts of life. In NFL circles, this is obvious. Everyone knows this. Even if you're not a football fan, you know this. if you're a casual football fan, those are the facts of life. It's an open secret. It's been that way for years. And every time a headline quarterback gets hurt, the NFL rules Gestapo get together in a corner room and they, they put everything together and look at everything and say, how can we add another layer of red tape? We've got to protect the gunslingers. And thus, the birth of the Rodgers rule, which is what is in play right now. People are worked up about. Clay Matthews, teammate of Aaron Rodgers, beside himself in Wisconsin. Does that happen when a defensive end gets hurt? Of course not. Quarterbacks are better people. They have more value. And you got to look at the COD the cost of doing business. Inflation has driven labor costs up across the board, right? Nobody gets paid like the quarterback. It's a different universe, right? The cost of doing business for a quarterback is much different. How many quarterbacks make twenty plus million dollars in the year twenty eighteen? I looked it up. The number seventeen. There are seventeen quarterbacks making twenty plus million dollars, including Sam Bradford, backup for the. Arizona Cardinals. How many defensive ends are getting over $20 million per year? You got a number? How about one? Aaron Donald of the Rams? That's it. He's the only one. So you can do the math. Now, secondly, no matter how much Clay Matthews, or in this case, Richard Sherman and others, verbally attack the NFL, the Rodgers rule is not going away anytime soon. And I'm of the position they're not going to stop calling it. It was put in for a reason, and the reason people behind it put it in, they knew they were going to get a barrage of criticism. The NFL will never admit, they will never admit during the season that that this is the case, that they're, oh, we've, got to, we've made a mistake. They're not going to admit that. Right? They would give up 45 players like William Hayes having ACL injuries as long as it prevents one player like Derek Carr from getting hurt. It's collateral damage is what it is, right? It's collateral damage. It's like, oh, guys like Hayes don't move the needle. They're essentially roster filler. Hayes now has, uh, I guess he's got more time to study dinosaurs. Remember Hard Knocks? He was with the rams, and we found out that he doesn't believe dinosaurs ever exist. What about the dinosaur bones? Remember he said that those were plants. It's all part of a scientific conspiracy that people are going around, scientists and Planning dinosaur bones. Pretty bold, man. They had to get him over on Coast to Coast. George Norrie ought to book him as a guest. William Hayes to break down how the, the science community has been planning dinosaur bones all these years. That would be a good guest. I'd like to hear what he has to say. But p- playing football is similar to Russian roulette. Uh, you, you can play for a while and suffer no injury, no ill effects, but... Eventually, it's going to be hazardous. Eventually, you're going to suffer some kind of atrocious, gruesome injury. And even with these stringent rules, the, the punitive rules that are in there, the Rodgers rule, Jimmy Garoppolo had a non-contact injury, and he's gone. In the NFL, if you look at this, you, know, you can't take away non-contact injuries. If the NFL could. You know and I know the NFL would try to make non-contact injuries illegal. They would fine the human body for non-contact injuries. They would find a way, whoever is responsible, they would find someone to blame and they'd file a a lawsuit. How dare you? How dare you, knee-give-out? How dare you, Achilles tendon-pop? Shame on you! Exactly. All right, last thing on this, real quick. Uh, The Rodgers rule is just the tip of the spear. We've talked about this in the last couple of weeks. The NFL right now is already asking defensive players to break the basic laws of physics. That's what they want. They want you to tackle a quarterback but not land on him. Those things are polar opposite. By definition, if you're tackling someone, you're landing on them. right? That's how that usually works 90% of the time. But the NFL wants defenders to... Uh, defy the the laws of physics. It is a pernicious situation for defensive players in the NFL, but uh, they don't really matter that much, right? The, the NFL will continue to subtly manipulate the rule book in order to put layer after layer of pillows around the quarterbacks. It, that's the way it's going, and year after year, they're going to add the, the different rules, regulations, and procedures to protect the Golden Boys and Richard Sherman. Well, he occasionally says dopey things. He occasionally says dopey things. Uh, I won't use any examples. Uh, But he does understand the food chain. He understands the food chain. The NFL is no different than any other corporation. If you're a truck driver, you're not getting the same compensation the CEO of the freight company is getting. If you happen to be working at a store and you're stocking the shelves and, and listening to the show... I'm pretty sure that you're not getting paid the same as the COO of Kroger. You're not, you're not as important as the COO. At least the company's deemed you not as important as the COO of Kroger. Uh, and and it was, It's a friendly reality check. you got to know your place in the pecking order. And Richard Sherman does. He just doesn't like it. Like I know my place in the pecking order here at Fox Sports Radio, holding down the coveted 2 a.m. to 6 a.m. slot. And I am treated exactly the same. Uh, I am compensated the same as people like Colin Cowherd, uh Dan Patrick and people like that. Uh absolutely I paid the same. I have the same vacation, I have the same company. You know, all of that. And then I get out of my sleep number bed and uh and I wake up and I'm like, okay, you know, that's the way life is. You know, you just <laughs> sit there and bitch about it, or you can just, you know, hey, that's that's it. We'll move on. All right, so the Ben Maller Show on Fox. We'll talk about all that. Also, the Monday night game, which saw the Pittsburgh Steelers run away from Tampa Bay. They had a 20-point lead at halftime and then played out the garbage time. And uh, Tampa got closer. Ryan Fitzpatrick put up a bunch of fourth-quarter stats. Had 125 yards in the fourth-quarter passing and two touchdowns. And uh, low-information fans said, well, he had 400 yards passing. He played pretty well. Played pretty well in that game. But, uh, yeah. Of course, the game was over at halftime. We say hello to Edmund Dallas, Steamboat Willie, Judas Garcia.
3: Did you see that Fitzpatrick, I believe I saw this correctly, maybe you saw it as well, that he was he's the first quarterback ever to have four consecutive, no, wait, three consecutive 400-yard passing games in NFL history?
6: Yeah, they, I think they said that. Isn't
3: they that uh, the... Doesn't that seem... I mean, Dan Marino never had that, you know? I mean, does that uh, seem... It's magic. It's, it's not my, my stats. magic I
6: don't know. It's not my stats. It's Fitz, magic.
3: That, it that doesn't seem like that's happened before in the NFL. I just found that to be uh, hard to believe.
6: I wouldn't think Marino would do it, because even when Marino played, he, 300 yards was a big thing. Like, 400 yards was insane, right? To go 400 yards. You'd think, like, Drew Brees somewhere along the line. All right, though. that's a good example. Like, Brees would have done it with the Saints, but... The nerds looked it up. If the nerds said it didn't happen, Eddie, before this it didn't yeah, happen. I guess
3: so. They have their uh,
6: their you know computer programs. They type in the
3: numbers and it spits it out. They know what yeah. they're talking
6: about. Well, they I go guess. to Pro Football Reference. They have all that
3: you know available for it. No play for Mr. Gray. Yeah. Now we we're talking about the. Uh, I uh, didn't think there was anything that could you know make me hate the catch rule more or, you know, that could surpass my uh, frustration with that. It's happened, obviously, with the... Really? I'm still... No, this is
6: not anything like the catch rule. What do you hate more, the catch rule, Eddie, or Le'Veon Bell? No, no, the catch rule. Le'Veon Bell, but... The catch
3: rule... But these roughing the passer
6: things are, are... They're annoying. They're out of control. The catch rule more annoying. No. The Dallas Cowboys beat the Green Bay Packers on a Des Bryant touchdown that was taken away from them because of the catch rule.
3: Well, I'm not going to disagree with you that that was terrible, but this is just something you you see so many times in a game, and you yeah, can't even celebrate also, a sack now. I mean, I'll, the most one wait, of the wait, most wait, basic wait, wait, wait. plays in football. I'm going to push back. That's why on
6: that. Chucky got rid of Killio Mack. I also see uh, hold on, Robert. I, I also see catches all the time. I know what a catch is. The NFL told me it wasn't a catch when I knew what a catch was. Again, not disagreeing with you, but I think this is more annoying. Nah, I'm not
3: more than annoyed. the catch than the catch rule. I'm not. You I'm re- a, you really are, you're fine with basic not, tackles on a quarterback being flagged and giving the other team a first down.
6: From on, that. on the Maller scale of annoyance, the Rogers rule is like an eight. The catch rule is a ten. Yeah, I'm I'm the it's opposite. A ten. I'm the other way. Ten. You're being a prisoner of the moment, Eddie. You're being a well, I can moment. only react in the moment you.
3: because it just happened this season.
6: Yeah, but I have nuance. I am adding nuance. I think most people would agree with me on this. You're wrong. You want me to put a poll up? I'll put a poll up.
3: Not one of your polls. Maybe Coop can put
6: up a fair and balanced poll. Oh, no. no Coop doesn't know what fair and balanced is. He doesn't watch the Oh, you channel. do? I do. Please. Absolutely. More than him. Listen, I put up the most Stop. authentic polls out there. Ridiculous. I Scientifical. They're scientifical. <laughs> The research that I have. So
3: I know that people will will joke, why don't they just make a two-hand touch? But
6: maybe, honestly, maybe there is something to that. Well, it says right there, Eddie, in the NFL Football Operations uh, website there that a foul for roughing the passer, the defender lands with all or most of the defender's weight on the passer, Rule 12, Section 2, Article 9, Part B. How about just if the defender has two hands on the
3: quarterback, just automatically blow it dead? But again, see.
8: That way, is you're still getting
3: you're still getting credit for a good defensive play, and yet you're not going to penalize guys
6: for just making a basic tackle. I understand what you're saying, but you've got to flash back to playoff games being decided by the catch rule. Well, we that's haven't, worse. but we haven't
3: had playoff games with this yet. Eh. This could certainly affect could, as well.
6: But that's a weasel word.
3: But this happens, more, this happens more frequently than in, than in a controversial catch. I saw catch. the
6: Cowboys with the great Tony Romo. Uh, so so did I. So did I. a playoff win because of the catch rule. That wasn't a catch. It was absolutely a catch. It's absolutely a catch. 100%. You want to go outside? I'll fight you right now. You want to go outside? Let's uh, fight right now. Come on. Me and you. Show you the You catch. Little weasel. Yeah, exactly. Big weasel. How dare you. <laughs> How dare you. Bark, bark, bark. Chicken. Yeah. Yeah, you're a chicken. You don't want to fight. That's absolutely correct. That's right. I'll take your you calls. You see the A and you, you eat the A. That's right. That's a good sound. Bar. Nothing wrong with that at all. Eight seven seven ninety nine on Fox. Eight seven seven nine nine six six three six nine. Take part in the uh, the show. I did see Skip Bayless likes the new rule. Did you see that? He says he loves the new rule. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, he doesn't want to see
3: wow. Rodgers or It's hard to believe that Skip Bayless would say something like that. It's very out of character for him. It's a good position. Take (laughs) a controversial stand on something.
6: Yeah, it's good. Well, he gets paid a lot of money.
9: Uh, He gets paid a ton of money to do that, so good for Skip. You you get paid as much as he does too, right, man? Oh,
6: very similar. We're all colleagues here. We're all brothers uh, from a different mother. We're fighting the same fight (laughs) here. Yes. They actually, what we do is when my contract comes up, they say, well, how much does Skip get paid? How much does Colin get paid? We'll just match it. Uh, That's exactly (laughs) what happens, yes. Yes, yeah, exactly what happens. All right, 877. 877- blow me up, Rocky River. Yeah, blow me up. 877-996-6369 will take part in the show. If you would like to take part in the show, you are more than welcome. And it turns out that, uh, well, I was right yet again about Tiger Woods. I will explain. We'll get to that, and we will do it next.
3: Research has shown you get even more out of the Ben Maller show, and you follow along on Twitter. It's the playground for our P1s message, the voices in the night. And follow Ben on Twitter. He's at Ben Maller. And you can tweet at and follow our executive producer. He is manning the phones. He is the liar, liar, and the menace of the Fox Sports Radio Network. It's the Coop-de-loop Justin Cooper, and he's at UH Bronco fan. Otani!
6: Otani. <laughs> Yellow.
3: And now, live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios, it's Ben Maller.
6: Later this hour, Maller to the third degree, Mr. Wonderful says the roughing the passer penalties are way more annoying than the catch rule. Says Eddie's right. There were four or five in the first half tonight. It's effing insanity, he says. Ding. Of course. The problem with Mr. Wonderful, much like yourself, Eddie, is what we call recency bias. Okay, and you guys, again, I go back to the term prisoner of the moment here. This is an overreaction. I, when, when do you want us to react to it? Last year when the rule wasn't in place? Again, the catch rule was much more egregious. Much more egregious than this. This is bad. This is an eight. God, this the is catch one of the worst arguments you've ever had. One of the worst. I agree. Eddie, why don't you just he's give talk, he's I'm talking, talking, I'm talking. I'm talking to you, you. man. Oh, oh, that's right. Oh, that's right. The producer not backing me up. Shocking shocking. It's not his fault The only reason you're takes. arguing
4: with him is just to be a contrarian. No, I'm not,
6: I'm not trying to be a contrarian. You're
4: saying it's more annoying because the catch rule affected a playoff
6: game, but a playoff game hasn't happened yet with That's, this new no, rule. The catch rule, by definition, is more annoying than this. this by is, definition? Yes, because it involves offensive players. Look, Offense it, it, is more important than defense, so therefore, it's more it's more egregious when it happens to an offensive guy. The catch guy.
3: rule may have cost my team oh, a playoff my. win, and I still don't think it's as annoying
6: as uh, this. You're just trying to be a shock. Because right. <laughs> that's be how I shock. roll. Nashville Danny says, Ben, you're right. Eddie's being obtuse, absurd. He's not very good at trolling. Don't be a contrarian, Eddie G. There you go. That's uh, what he says. Uh, Eugene says, Ben, I wonder how you're going to like it when roughing the passer penalties happen on Aaron Donald and Ndamukong Uh Well, Eugene, those guys are, are, are rule-abiding players. Uh, <laughs> yeah, and, right. There you
3: go. I'm not go. worried about that at no, all. You of course worry, not. You,
6: you worry about your Bears, Eugene. You, you and your boys in Chicago worry about the Bears. And you can throw a football further than Mitch Trubisky, Eugene. I hope you're happy about that. You're a quarterback. The Rams usually just choke on their own. They don't need uh, some kind of call to screw them over. Yeah. Well, at least the Rams wait till week three to, to uh, <laughs> lose their third game. Unlike the Raiders who just say, ah, let's lose our third game in week three. Why don't we just eliminate it by week three? How about that? Let's just do it. All right, let's uh, let's let's go uh, to the phones, and Blind Scott is in Boston on Fox Sports Radio. Hello, Blind Scott. I sit down when I pee.
11: A Harvard graduate, you know, if he retired right now and went on disability for CTE, you know, the government gives you $400 a kid with my math that's seven kids he has times 400, that's $2,800, you know, the guy would be loaded even if he didn't play football, that's a smart guy, you know, I need to get some kids you know what I'm saying, but hey, you know the MLB's trying to promote some Braille jerseys, uh, I love this, uh, Orioles wear them down for the National Federation for the Blind, it's great, you know, hey me and Blair, we have an ice fishing trip plan, you know I'm trying to get the medical diagnosis from Blair, like I'm blind and I'm an idiot savant, I think Blair, maybe he's an idiot savant too, but we have a lot in common, you know, I've been on fire with my call Lately, the Patriots have sucked since Edelman hasn't been back. But, hey, Edelman used to be a quarterback. We trend, we, you know, we made him into a wide receiver. The Patriots are the best. If I was a crass right now, though, I would dump the team. I would sell it right now because it's not going to be worth crap after this year when Belichick leaves and Brady retires. They're going to be in the dumpster. That team's in the worst part of New England. It's in white trash territory where nobody wants <laughs> uh, to go to. The Patriots go. suck. You know, I'm so sick of them. Oh, wow, you, you're, you're a Patriot
6: fan. What happened?
11: Yeah, I'm just sick of I'm sick of all these Patriots fan. They're they're a bunch of morons. You know, they're like, oh, we're the best team ever. We're going to the Super Bowl. You know, you got like everybody has Patriots gear on. You can't even go into a store with a Patriots hat on and get like some stupid comment from somebody. And that's why I hate wearing sports gear. I don't want to hear like a commentary from everybody. I like to live under the radar and undercover. I'm a humble guy. I, I was in an Uber car the other day and I, uh, you know what I'm saying. I had an Uber driver and she couldn't speak English. I said, let me teach you English. Blah. Scott will teach you English. We've been FaceTiming. She's been reading my lips. We've been texting. You know, <laughs> I'm a man of the people. I was yeah. talking to Father Michael the other day at St. Leonard's Church, and I was telling him how there was no belief in God, and he said, Scott, the highly intelligent have a hard time believing in God, and I'm like, thank you, St. Leonard's Church. Thank you, St. Mary's Church. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> God bless America. All
6: right. Thank you, Scott. Uh, rehab is really working. Did he get to? I think he went to Sports Talk Caller Rehab. Is what he went to. He's come back and he's been amazing. How do you feel about this partnership
3: between him and Whoopi Pie Blair? Yeah, it's the dy- new dynamic duo of talk <laughs> radio.
6: <laughs> My yeah. line was getting really tangled. If I was Good management, god. let me tell you something. If I was management at Fox Sports Radio, I would yeah. put these two guys on the air on the, the weekend. The true odd couple, right there. I would <laughs> give them a weekend show. They, I don't think the management at this company will do it. Maybe the uh, Wei will do it, but well, that, When you, to when give you them a own show, your right? own station,
3: Ben, and yes, I would program, program it. Yeah,
6: I would want to hear what those two say. Can you imagine the the monologue? Oh my god, not really. Actually, I can't. be Pia Blair breaking down the time he spent five hours at the library <laughs> picking up hookers. <laughs> And then he got online. A, online. Yeah, yeah. Then he got into a fight with his mom. So his And then mom, she bought him porn. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I mean, oh, I mean, it's where else are
3: you going to get that? Come yeah. on. You
6: know how he spent three three weeks talking about fishing, getting a fishing's license, and now he's given up fishing. Well, he is still fishing, but he's fishing for something yeah. other than well, he's he's uh, he's it's fishing great for great getting
2: yeah. porn, yeah. I'm telling you.
6: Exactly. All right. to uh, so the Ben Maller show on Fox. I want to hear what those guys have to say. Those guys moved the needle, Eddie. It would, it would it. have to be
3: heard to be believed.
6: Riveting. Riveting conversation. You can only hear you, late you night. You could
3: not turn the channel that was on the radio. Yeah.
6: It's compelling, entertaining, stimulating, and all that. And a bag of chips. 877-99 on Fox. We're going to get to Mallard of the third degree in a little bit. Got a bunch of calls here. Line them up, as they say. Well, They're already lined up, so we don't need you to line anything up because the calls have already been lined up. So that's already been taken care of. Uh, so we'll we'll press on from that, but a uh, another win for me and another loss for Tiger. We'll get to that. We will do it momentarily. Right now, from the Geico Studios, Eddie Garcia here with the latest. Eddie
3: in the NFL on Monday Night Football. Great first half for the Steelers in Tampa Bay against the Buccaneers. Had a twenty-point halftime lead, then had to going to prevent mode. Held on though for the victory again. Thirty to twenty-seven. Steelers beat the Buccaneers. Ben Roethlisberger three touchdown passes in the win. Ryan Fitzpatrick also three touchdown passes in the loss for Tampa Bay. But he also threw three interceptions. One was returned for a touchdown. Pittsburgh is now one one and one with their first win of the year. Tampa Bay two and one after their first loss. Baseball games of note: The A's clinch a playoff spot. They uh, clinch the spot thanks to a Tampa Bay loss. They also. Get a win over the Mariners, 7-3. That would have clinched a playoff spot as well. The Dodgers down the Diamondbacks, 7-4. LA still a game and a half up on Colorado for first in the NL West. Rockies rolled over the Phillies, 10-1. Colorado also moving just a half game back of St. Louis for the final wildcard spot in the National League with the Cardinals falling to the Brewers, 6-4. Milwaukee moves a game and a half back of Chicago for first in the NL Central. Cubs lost to the Pirates, 5-1. Chicago missed a chance to clinch a playoff spot, which they could have done with a win or a Colorado loss. And the Red Sox get a franchise record 106th victory on the season thanks to a 6-2 win over the Orioles. This report brought to you by True Car. Online car shopping can be confusing, but not anymore with True Price from True Car. Now you can know the exact price you'll pay for your next car. So visit True Car and enjoy a more confident car buying experience. Ben, I'm sure you saw this being a big LA Rams fan, but cornerback Akeem Talib could miss a significant amount of time because of an ankle injury. He will likely need surgery to repair the injury that he suffered in Sunday's win over the Chargers.
6: Well, the Rams are already resting up for the playoffs at yeah. this point. So he's got plenty of time. He's just gotta be back and they'll have the bye. So he'll have to get back, you know, have that extra week of rest for Toledo to come back for the divisional round of the playoffs.
3: Well they're waiting to see if they're gonna put him on injured reserve or not. They did get better news though regarding the other starting corner, Marcus Peters. Yeah. He was also hurt in that game against the Chargers, uh calf injury. They're saying he's day to day but could play Thursday night uh, against the Vikings. He's gonna
6: play. He's a warrior. Yeah. He's gonna play. He's a gladiator. He's a ram. Because you can ram it all day, and as the Vikings are going to learn on Thursday night, you can ram it all night, baby. You vike that? You vike that? Yeah, exactly. You vike that?
9: How are the new Rams cheerleaders going, by the way? I haven't watched. You can
12: ram it all day and ram it all night. Huh?
6: You know what? I haven't watched. I haven't watched the W in the Raider win column. I've not watched that one. I've not watched one of those things. Yet. How's John Gruden working out? That's money well spent, right? Come on. <laughs> do, you ever watch, do you ever watch Monday Night Football? Roberto said, "Boy, I wish John Gruden was doing this game." So he wasn't coaching the Raiders. I wish he was calling the game, so he would not be coaching the Raiders. Might have still, might still have cool Mac on the Raiders. There. You think Gruden at this point's like, "Man, what am I doing here?" Why did I? What, I, what Well
3: I He think? logs onto his bank account and then says, Oh, yes. I know. I remember. He's like, now.
6: I could be doing these games. No one cares what I do the rest of the time. It's I only can, week three. We'll get it turned around. It'll only get worse. It'll <laughs> only get worse. <laughs> the, it's only going to get worse. All right. So I had mentioned, and a bunch of Tiger Woods sycophants got all upset. Uh, that, you know, Tiger, not that big a deal. The NFL is a bigger deal than Tiger. And I didn't talk, I didn't do a monologue about Tiger Woods yesterday. I got a couple of emails from fans of the show that were very upset with me. That I'm disrespecting Tiger Woods. How dare you? You know, and all that. okay. So we have now the information: the Tour Championship, which was on Sunday, and Tiger did very well in the ratings. Did very, very, very well. He got his long-awaited 80th career victory. Uh, the overnight rating for Tiger Woods in the uh, the, the television window between three o'clock Eastern and six fifteen Eastern got a five point three overnight rating. Now you don't work in television. I'm going to assume. And you don't know really much about television ratings. Uh, And I don't work in television either. I work in radio. But uh, that's that's a pretty good number. It's a pretty good number. In fact, it's up 206% over last year's tour championship. But how did Tiger Woods do head-to-head with the NFL, America's Game of the Week, on Fox? The Cowboys and the Seattle Seahawks. Well, Tiger, head-to-head, right? Head-to-head. Now, the viewership, let me give you this number. So the viewership peaked. Between 5.30 and 6, Tiger Woods' uh, rating was a 7.1 on the NBC broadcast. So 7.1 in that window. But head-to-head against the Cowboys and the Seahawks, the NFL dominated, didn't even sniff the ratings that the NFL got. The Cowboy game got a 15.3. 15.3. So at the peak, when everyone was tuning in to watch Tiger win and that massive humanity was following around, all those fanboys were following Tiger around, that got a 7.1. The Cowboy game, 15.3 on Fox. So even when Tiger had the highest rating, the NFL game doubled it, which proves, to wrap this up, that my instincts were correct. My instincts were correct that you you talk about – what people are watching, they were watching the NFL. All right, let's go to Justin in Cincinnati, who's next on Fox Sports Radio. Hello, Justin. Why didn't you put me on with that blind handicap? All right, you, what, what, no, are you, listen, what are you no, two, no, what are you he, two he's guys? He's out there you, running his mouth,
7: Yes. and he runs and hides. Put me on with him. Is he still on hold?
6: Uh, no, he's gone.
7: That's because he's out there dumpster diving. <laughs> I hope well. he drinks himself to death. Because <laughs> he's basically a bitch.
6: All right, thank you, Justin. I, it's not helpful. I mean, you guys. I, I want to put you guys both on, but the problem is. Yeah, it's is, not gonna work. Well, yeah. The, the the issue is the delay system that we have, and we only have so much of a safety net. And you two idiots have no boundaries. You have no every nothing's off limits. I if I could only say some of the things Blind Scott has told me in email. If I could only say what Blind Scott has passed on to me, an email, and I don't want to even go down that road because that gets personal. When you get that personal,
9: bad stuff happens. Why is there a civil war inside the Malheur militia? This is how it always happens. I don't
6: get it. They're fighting for my attention. That's what happens. (laughs) They want the the attention. They're trying to get attention. Some of the stuff that apparently goes on that I don't even know about between members of the Malheur militia. It is unreal what's uh, what allegedly takes place between some of these key members of the militia. Now, are some of these guys
9: just telephone tough guys? You think they actually do something to see each other in the street, or
6: I don't want to find out, Roberto, because then then if they do actually <laughs> do something in the street, that comes back to us.
9: I think a lot of these guys are tele are telephone tough guys. is what I think. Yeah, all it takes though is like one guy that's
6: not a telephone tough guy, and then then it's on. Like <laughs> that guy Mitchell in Ohio. Now that guy Mitchell. When I think of Mitchell, you're 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 a real life tough guy, aren't you, Mitchell?
10: Yeah, I'm tough delivering papers. <laughs> yeah. What's up, Ben? I, I just wanted to tell you a few things, but uh, one, uh, Le'Veon Bell's going to the Seattle Seahawks. Perfect fit because they need deep, Pittsburgh needs something done in their secondary, and and uh, and uh, Seattle needs a running game, so that's where he's going.
6: Yes, so and, Seattle, uh, Seattle, who's very alive. and you think of top teams in the NFC, you think of Seattle. And Le'Veon Bell would he Levion Bell has to approve a trade, so he would approve a trade to the Seahawks. The Seahawks don't want to pay. Uh, they don't want to pay I anybody. Think I think he'd go anywhere but
10: Pittsburgh. But hey, on that Dak
6: Prescott thing too, though. I
10: mean, I've I've been mad ever since they let Tony Romo retire. But at the same time, I think Dak's a little bit better than what he's been playing. I mean, you take away his protection and all Here of his receivers and then tell him to go play quarterbacks. So,
6: parade, I mean, parade of excuses. I, what about last year when he had Des Bryant and Jason Witten? What about that?
10: Well, he looked a little bit better last year than he does this year. That's for
6: sure. uh, actually, no, he didn't. In fact, he, he, there was a point of demarcation. I remember we're doing shows about when Peyton Manning all of a sudden fell off a cliff and we talked about the point where Peyton Manning became irrelevant and sucked And was stealing money. Dak Prescott, you can go back to week eight, or week nine rather, week nine of last season. And he, Dak Prescott, jumped off a cliff without a parachute is what happened. He had had no, there was no safety net, no protection. He just, he was free falling. And it started week nine of last season and it has spilled over into this year. And the Cowboy apologists said, well, it's because Ezekiel Elliott got suspended. Okay. Well, Elliott was suspended last year, but it continued when Ezekiel Elliott came back. Dak Prescott did not get better. And it has continued this year in the first three games. And how long do you want to continue here? It is true. The Cowboys receivers aren't that good. But how much of that is Dak Prescott? I've always been a guy that believes the, the quarterback makes the receiver as opposed to the receiver makes the quarterback. And my proof of that is Randy Moss with the Raiders. Randy Moss with the Raiders was horrible. Randy Moss with the Patriots, with a good quarterback, and Tom Brady set a record for most touchdowns in the history of the NFL. So you could take whoever you think the top receiver is, Antonio Brown. If you put Antonio Brown and traded him today to the 49ers, who don't have Jimmy Garoppolo, and C.J. Bethard, the quarterback for the Niners was slinging the football to Antonio Brown. Uh, it would be a hot mess, is what it be. it would be. Hey, and Antonio Brown didn't put up big stats in that game Monday night. Does that mean he's not going to show up to work later this week? Is he gonna Is he gonna call in sick? We'll find out.
2: That's my duck.
6: We'll have Mallard to the third degree. Here's the instant trivia: Falcons quarterback Matty Ice, Matt Ryan, had the highest passer rating. In a loss in NFL history, minimum 25 attempts, he broke blank's record. Again, Matt Ryan had the highest passer rating in a loss in NFL history, minimum 25 attempts, breaking blank's all time record. That's the Insta Trivia. The answer next.
3: We do things a little differently than those dime a dozen sports shows, but we can't do it alone. We need your help in spreading the gospel. About our unique brand of talk radio. Use your voice on social media to show public support for the Ben Maller Show. Now, live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios, it's Ben Maller. All
6: right, here's the Insta trivia. Matty Ice of the Falcons had the highest passer rating in a loss in NFL history, at 148.1 passer rating against the Saints. Highest in NFL history, minimum 25 attempts. He broke blanks' record. Fill in the blank. That's the question. What's the answer? Our friend Daniel, formerly of Indonesia, is going with Tom Brady. Balls fan Jimmy says, Jamarcus purple drank Russell is the answer. Greg says, one-legged Joe Theismann. Robin Vegas checking in with the icon Sting as his answer. Who else do we have? Mark Rippon from Jeff. A.C. Slater from Franco... Our friend Queen Roxanne going with Aaron Rodgers as the answer. Who else do we have? Hulk Hogan from Troy Stuck in Seattle. Uh, Taco Charlton from Trucker Joe. Gary Hogaboom from Rod, the ambassador to Bakersfield. Mr. Wonderful is going with Bubby Brister. Steve DeBerg from Will. Eddie, do you have an answer, Eddie? I do, Ben. It's Zach Mettenberger. Oh, the Legend. Uh, no, it is not Zach Mettenberger. The correct answer you got to go way back. It was in the 1960s. Tobin wrote. You know who that is? Eddie? I don't know who that is. Uh, SMU quarterback yeah, back in the right. day. Yeah, he played with the Chargers and a bunch of other teams. The old San Diego Chargers had a 145.7 rating in 1963. All right, Black let's... and white days. Yes. All right. Let's get to it. That's racist. All right. Here we it's go. It's Maller. How about that?
7: To the third degree. This is when Big Ben
6: gets grilled. And we bring in Kupalu.
4: Now, Le'Veon Bell isn't the only star player unhappy with his contract and seeking a trade. Seahawks safety Earl Thomas is, too. Now, unlike Bell, though, Thomas has been showing up and performing. He even had two interceptions against the
6: Cowboys. Ben, do you think the Seahawks will actually trade him? Uh, I'm going to go yes. I'm going to vote yes on Earl Thomas traded. A, Thomas missed. You say he shows up. He missed two practices last week. We talked about this outrageous quote. Essentially, Earl Thomas said if he has a hangnail, he's not going to practice because the Seahawks are not investing in him. Now, keep in mind, Thomas is the fourth highest paid safety in the NFL this season. He's upset because he's going to be a free agent at the end of the year. That appears to be an untenable situation from a coaching standpoint. That is the ultimate diva attitude. The play here for Seattle, number two, is you you get the Cowboys, the Chiefs, and some, some other teams, a mystery team, into a bidding war and do things the Patriot way. That's how the Patriots do things. You get rid of a player a year too early rather than a year too late. Yes, I vote to trade Earl Thomas. Next! Now, speaking of the Cowboys, despite Dak
4: Prescott throwing those two picks, Ezekiel Elliott said that their loss against the Seahawks was on him,
6: citing his crucial fumble. Ben, do you agree with him? I'm going to push back on this. It sounds good. You like to hear it. I'm all for accountability, but proper accountability. This is fake accountability. Dallas lost that game long before Ezekiel Elliott had Butterfingers, his Butterfingers moment. And number two, the Cowboy offense— is dealing with major headwinds right now, extreme turbulence with Dak Prescott under center. Uh, he had 40 yards passing in the first half. 40. Dallas was down 17 to three. Look at your quarterback, not your running back. Next.
4: Now, Ben, it really pains me to read this question.
6: Well, don't read it because you're not supposed to read on radio. Yeah.
4: The John Gruden era isn't off to a great start. Raiders are sitting at 0 and three. Yeah. Now there are reports of growing tension between Gruden and the front office. How much blame do you think that Gruden deserves for the state of the Raiders? Uh, I don't
6: have time to go deep on this. I'm going to go 50%. Gruden is, you know, he's going to be there for a decade. These are players. He's got to get rid of the dead weight. There's guys that aren't buying into John Gruden. Why don't we give him 50% of the blame? There it is. do we do? We got two seconds, Koopa loop. Ben, you failed this edition. That's a win for me. I won the game. Winner, winner, winner. Chicken dinner.
7: Be sure to catch live editions of the Ben Maller Show weekdays at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific.
6: Time to jump on the quarterback merry-go-round, that revolving machine of quarterbacks. It's a carousel. Round and round it goes. Where it stops, nobody knows. Welcome in the beginning of another hour. It's the Ben Maller Show. We are in the air everywhere, the vast Fox Sports Radio Network network emanating live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on your car insurance. Just visit geico.com for a free rate quote. So round and round we go. It's every amusement park. You, you, you can't have an amusement park without a merry go In fact, you can't really have a shopping center these days without a merry-go-round. These big, massive shopping centers that are popping up all over the place. you got to have a merry-go-round. But in the quarterback merry-go-round, let's start out with Sam Bradford, who got a $20 million one-year contract to go play backup quarterback in Arizona as he was demoted on Monday to clipboard duty. Sam Bradford, the great Sam Bradford... (laughs) Who could have seen this coming? I don't know. Anybody with a pulse? Yes, uh, Sam Bradford demoted by the Cardinals. Get out of here, you bum. You're a bum. So what does it take for Bradford to lose the starting job when they were supposed to spoon-feed Josh Rosen? Sam Bradford, out of 33 ranked quarterbacks in quarterback rating, Sam Bradford was, wait for it, dead last. Of all ranked, of all qualified quarterbacks, meeting on pace to attempt at least 224 pass attempts, Sam Bradford dead last in the NFL. Congratulations, Sam. Good job by you. So Josh Rosen takes over. He's got the body language of Jay Cutler. Uh, Looks like a pompous, arrogant a-hole. You want to root against him. And the good news is he plays with the Cardinals, so it's easy. You know, who cares? I mean, the Cardinals are irrelevant, whatever. Uh, In Ohio, Hugh Jackson... Hugh Jackson finally got around to watching the tape, and it took him a couple of days. But Cleveland's embattled coach officially naming Baker Mayfield the starting quarterback. And to Rod Taylor, you have been demoted to mop-up duty. Mop-up duty behind the new savior of Browns football, the kid named Baker. And then we have Northern California on the quarterback merry-go-round where the 49ers... Made it official. Jimmy Garoppolo has plenty of time now to date porn stars because he is out. His ACL shredded against Kansas City, and he is indeed out for the season. So that means that C.J. Beathard is the next man up. If you have season tickets to the 49ers, those are non-refundable, And C.J. Beathard is the de facto starter for Santa Clara, leaving the 49er brass currently scrambling like roaches when the when the light gets turned on to try to fortify their quarterback position on the fly. And so let's uh, discuss. Now, one name in particular has popped up on the radar for the 49ers. Do you know who that is? Maybe uh, Maybe you maybe do not know it. No, it's not Colin Kaepernick. It's not Tony Romo. No, no, no. The chatter among the mainstream football establishment is that the 49ers, even though everyone's denying it, should acquire Tarod Taylor, who has been demoted by the Cleveland Browns. So I wanted to talk about this. and We'll we'll put a break on the the quarterback carousel, and the merry-go-round will stop. So the question is, should the Niners deal a low draft pick, a sixth or seventh-round pick, to get to Rod Taylor as a quarterback for the last, well, 13 games of the regular season, although he likely wouldn't even play this week if the Niners made a trade today for to Taylor. Now, my observations here, you've got quackery, savage nation, and the bell curve, right? The bell curve. All right. Now, we'll begin with the fact that to Taylor is not the answer to the problem. If you go to the doctor and you say I got a problem at quarterback, no doctor worth his salt is going to say get to Rod Taylor. That'll fix your problem. All right. So that the Niners have an issue here. But if you take a step back, Taylor has been a backup quarterback masquerading as a starter for several years, and we've pointed this out. But it bears repeating: he was so bad in Buffalo that the coaching staff they thought so little of Taylor they for a moment, wanted to start, and they did start, Nathan Peterman. They thought that Peterman would be a better option than Taylor. So getting to Rod Taylor and expecting him to be good with the 49ers is essentially football quackery, is what it is. It is a canary in a coal mine. You know how that's going to end up. Taylor has been a substandard quarterback for years. He is not the stopgap the Niners need. In fact, I mentioned that Sam Bradford is the lowest-rated quarterback in the NFL. You know who's next to last on the list? Ding, 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 Tarod Taylor. That's right. Should also point out, since we're mocking quarterbacks, third on that list, but the only one who's still starting in the NFL. So that makes him the lowest-rated starting quarterback in the NFL. Blaine Gabbard. That's right. Boy, he looked good against the Patriots. He must have – well, the the Jags only scored a couple of field goals against the Titans, and they didn't do all that much in the opener. But against the Patriots, Gabbard looked okay. But Blaine Gabbard is the lowest-rated starting quarterback. Next lowest, Case Keenum. Yeah, how about that? The Broncos. John Elway continues, not with the Midas touch, the Saddam touch when it comes to the quarterback position. All right, let's get back to it, though. Stay focused. Stay focused on the Niners. We're not doing the quarterback merry-go-round anymore. All right, so uh, my advice to the Niners here, rather than trade for Terod Taylor, because we know how that's going to end, for now you give C.J. Beathard a chance. You allow him to play. You, you have a little bit of wiggle room before the trade deadline, but you give him the opportunity. You prepare him to be the starting quarterback. You know he's going to do a bad job, but you hope. You're better off with him than trading a draft pick for Terod Taylor. Now, in addition, the 49ers are going to go out, and they're going to add a veteran quarterback. We are told that the Niners brought in Tom Savage for a workout. Now, at one point, Tom Savage, our friends in Houston know this. You you know that at one point, Tom Savage was thought to be someone that had a future in the NFL. There were people that really did think that Tom Savage was going to be a player in the NFL. Uh, And then the problem was they actually had to watch him play. And once he played, they realized he couldn't play. How bad was he? Savage Nation. Last year, because Deshaun Watson's a delicate little flower, and he got hurt again. So Savage Nation took over. And in eight games for the Texans last year, Tom Savage had more fumbles than touchdown passes. Three more fumbles than touchdown passes. There's a reason he's not on a roster right now. He has been unable to crack the code of NFL defenses, which is mildly problematic when you're looking to add a player. But you need someone in practice, right? Now, meanwhile, on cue on cue poor soul suffering from Colin Kaepernick derangement syndrome making noise and hemming and hawing on social media that Niners gotta bring back Colin Kaepernick. I can't think of one good reason why that would make sense. I, it the ma- It's the, the most illogical thing for the Niners, right? I mean they they finally they got rid of the guy. Why would you bring when you get rid of something that's a problem, why would you bring the problem back? If they cut cancer out of you, why would you then want to bring the cancer back? What sense does that make? The Niners every day should wake up happy they don't have Colin Kaepernick on their roster and yet there are people like want him back. And the ironic part, see this is we we often use this quote, when the legend becomes the fact, you go with the legend, right? The legend of Colin Kaepernick as forget the forget the off the field stuff, but as a quarterback, right? As a quarterback, if I told you Colin Kaepernick is essentially Tom Savage with baggage, you'd say I'm nuts. You say you're crazy. Yes, why well, you're doing overnights? Let me explain. All right? Colin Kaepernick, his final twenty-four starts with the 49ers, had completed fifty-eight percent of his passes a quarterback rating of 82, and he averaged 6.5 yards per attempt. Tom Savage, in his career, is completing 57.5% of his passes – His quarterback rating is 72, so it's in the same ballpark as Kaepernick. And his yards per pass attempt with the Texans, 6.3. He's essentially the same quarterback that Kaepernick is. And nobody, nobody thinks that Tom Savage is any good, but yet for some reason they think Kaepernick was good because he had success early in his career. And then the last 24 games, a season and a half as starting quarterback in the NFL, he failed repeatedly when given opportunities, and yet there are still, it's amazing, this derangement syndrome, there are still people calling for him to play. He hasn't played an NFL game, Kaepernick, in 632 days. He's also suing the NFL, and there are people that want him to be the 49ers quarterback. Now, fortunately, the Niners have been the adults here, and they've said, no, we're not going to do it. We'll bring in a bad quarterback, but we'll bring in Tom Savage or whoever else they end up adding who will be, who uh, will not be that good. Now, the last observation. All right, the, the big Komodo dragon in the room here, which must be addressed, it is a much bigger concern whether the Niners sign Tom Savage or trade for Terod Taylor. The Niners have a very big investment in Jimmy Garoppolo. And that whole storybook thing, they got caught up in that last year, right? The, the whole storybook 5-0 and record coming over from the Patriots. And rather than play the waiting game, they could have waited, right? The Niners, are like, no, 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 no. We got to sign this guy. They were hyper aggressive. And that's great for Garoppolo. The Niner Brass gave $74.1 million in guaranteed money to Jimmy G. They were betting with their hearts. They were not betting with their heads. They were betting on a small sample size that it was going to translate into a long, glorious career. Oops, a daisy. Yeah. Jimmy Garoppolo, if you look at what he had done before he got hurt, right in the middle of the bell curve this season, Garoppolo, the 17th-ranked quarterback against who? Well, did you see who the, the 49ers? Not exactly a murderer's row, if you will, to begin the year for Jimmy Garoppolo uh, as the Niners begin the season with a 1-2 record. Now, they did play the Vikings, but the Vikings lost to Buffalo and – Detroit and Kansas City, the Lions and Chiefs not thought of as di- defensive dynamos, uh, and that's, that's the record that the, the 49ers put up with Garoppolo, the 17th-ranked quarterback in the NFL. That's in the neighborhood of Joe Flacco and Andy Dalton. But the bigger concern here, you have to legitimately wonder now if Jimmy Garoppolo's body can handle the rigors of the NFL. He's officially now been branded injury-prone. It's it's in the same department as Deshaun Watson. A non-contact injury for Garoppolo. His body gave out. Body couldn't handle it. So you slap the warning label on Garoppolo. Handle with care. And remember, this is not the first major injury he's had. 2016, Jimmy G was knocked out. He was supposed to be the starter when Tom Brady was suspended for the first four games, the entire four games. He was knocked out, Garoppolo, after two games with a shoulder sprain, in 2017 he made it through five games with the 49ers, and now in 2018 he played three games before going down with an injury. So two of the last three years Garoppolo has played and gotten hurt. And so you, you wonder, can he's can he survive? You're going to be battered and bruised and completely beaten as an NFL quarterback or anybody in the NFL. You have to legitimately wonder whether this guy is, is cut out to be a 16-game-a-year quarterback in the NFL. Can the 49ers ever rely on Jimmy Garoppolo? It's great getting
2: porn, I'm telling you.
6: Yeah. Well, I'm sure he'll be massaged very well, though. That's one thing that Garoppolo does not have to worry about. He'll be in good shape. All right, we welcome in Edmund Dallas, Steamboat Willie, Judas Garcia.
3: Well, this would have been a much more interesting notion had Ryan Fitzpatrick
6: played better on Monday night. But uh, how about Jameis Winston to San Francisco? Oh, famous Jameis. See, the problem is, though, Grapple's going to be back like next year, right? He's going to be back. You that's know, from, accurate. Yeah, so. You going to trade for Winston for one year? I mean, I like your instincts. The, that's if, if a good rumor. It's a juicy the, rumor. Yeah, if the price is right, maybe. Who's your favorite backup quarterback in the NFL? Do you have a favorite? Is it Jameis Winston? Is that your favorite backup quarterback? No, no. Who's your favorite backup? Favorite backup quarterback. Hmm. Fa- backup quarterbacks for a thousand. Yeah. Yeah. How many backup quarterbacks can you name in the NFL? Uh, I don't know the number. Probably, uh,
3: I'll say seventy-five percent of the backups in the NFL.
6: You can name 75% of backup quarterbacks in the it's a, NFL.
3: It's a guest. It's a guesstimate. All right.
6: Let's do some gambling. All right. I believe it. Hold on. He's going to cheat. I know what you're going <laughs> to do. That's, I know what you're going to do. That's not my move. That's I your move. I know what you're going to do. All right. I have a list. Uh, uh, somebody. Well, I can't even trust Coop to go in. Roberto, can you go in there? We have no one I can trust to, other than Roberto, but he has to. he's he's, he's tied to the <laughs> to the board here. All right, let's start You're out. You're the only one that cheats, man. I do not cheat. There's no cheat. I use gamesmanship. I don't cheat. All right, so all right, let's start out. We'll go by division because I have it by division. AFC East backup quarterbacks, uh, go. But uh, that's uh, how about Buffalo? Uh, Buffalo
3: would be. I should know this. Oh, that's so easy. It is. That's Why easy. I, I'm drawing a blank I just said on it. the
6: guy's name. I said the oh, guy's. name. P- uh, yeah. All right. What's Peterman Peterson. No, not Pe- oh, you're all for. You, no, that's you didn't get the name right. I mean, you didn't. I need the first and last name.
3: I can't believe I'm drawing a blank. Oh on my this.
6: god, you saw this guy, Nathan what? Peterman. Okay, Josh Darnold. Check. All right, Nathan Peterman, check. Miami Dolphins, go. <sighs> Miami Dolphins. That's a tough one. It's not Matt Moore anymore. No, he's gone. Long gone like a house by the side of the road. Is it Chad Henney? No. <laughs> oh, oh, for oh for the Dolphins. Brock Osweiler. Oh, that, that's right. Yes, yes. All right, New England Patriots. This is easy. Uh, Brian Hoyer. Correct. All right. New York Jets, another easy one. Go ahead. Josh McCown. All right, you got that right. right. So it's three of four in the AFC East. AFC North, we're playing the Eddie Garcia backup quarterback game. You can play along as well. Here's another easy one: Baltimore Ravens. Uh, Teddy Bridgewater. No, not Teddy no, Bridgewater. No, no, no. Uh, counts as a wrong answer. Robert Griffin uh, the third. Robert a, Griffin the third. No, you're wrong again. He's the third string quarterback. Racist. He's the third string quarterback. Racist. The backup quarterback is not RG three. Oh, come it's, on, Eddie. it's uh, the kid from Louisville. What's his name? What's the kid's name <sighs> what from what Louisville? Is, I am. Such I need an idiot. the kid's name. I'm oh, you, you said you could get all these right, Eddie. Clearly I am wrong. It's not that easy. This job is not that easy. Oh my La- god. Lamar Jackson. All right. Now it gets really difficult. Well, some of these. I'll give you another easy one. The Cleveland. You should get that right away, right? Well, the backup now is Toronto Taylor. That's correct. All right. Now this is I believe this is the hardest one. I, I, Cincinnati Bank. No, I don't know it. Yeah. Jeff Driscoll. <laughs> <laughs> who? <laughs> yeah, I, don't, I don't even know who does that is. Does anybody of honestly know who that is? I don't I've never heard of him. Oh, yeah, you know I, don't, nope. know that no. I, don't, Roberto, I don't know who that is. I not Roberto, you know who that is. You could put him in a police lineup, I wouldn't pick him out for 10 million dollars. Uh and Gee, then, I don't even know what college you went to and I usually kind of pride myself on that. Uh Jeff Driscoll where did he go? Louisiana Tech, Law Tech. Oh, the, the Bulldogs. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so you're not doing so great. I'm and, not uh, and the, the Steelers, you got the Steelers, right? You know, Josh Dobbs. That is correct. Yeah. Uh, easy or one. Mason Rudolph, I guess. All right. Yeah. Uh, real quick. We got to get at least through the AFC. Yeah, if I couldn't get gonna... the
3: Steelers, i will quit.
6: Uh, AFC South. Uh, let's go with the Texans. Watson's backup. The Texans backup. Um... Oh, this is not easy. This Ooh. changed here. Texans.
3: God, they've had so many. Um, No, I got nothing. Brandon Whedon. Oh, the weed man is still there. Yeah, the weed man. The uh, NFL weed man. That's, that's right, weed man.
6: Uh, Colts. This is an easy uh, one. That's Jacoby Brissett. Yeah, look, yeah, you yeah, knew that right away. Know. Look at you. Jacksonville. Oh, this is tough. <sighs> Jacksonville. This guy actually started a game last year, the first week of the season. How about that? I think he was the starter of week one for a different team. No. That?
3: Cody Kessler. Oh, Cleveland. I the old I Cleveland Brown. Not. I didn't know. The former USC quarterback? Uh, yeah.
6: He had a USC. Wow. And no, then I did not know he's, that he's one. Blake Bortle's backup. And then in. Tennessee Titans. Oh, he just uh, Gabbert. Yeah, gabbard. all right. Yeah. We don't even have time to do the AFC West. You're yeah. failing the game, Eddie. I'm sorry to tell you. Sorry to tell you. No, not.
3: I didn't do very well. I. Yeah. I you're right. That's Damn right. it. Thought I was better at
6: that. Got to study up on the backup quarterback. Jeff game. Driscoll. Jeff. Driscoll. Jeff Driscoll. Yeah. Wow. Well, I don't fault you for that. I mean, even his parents don't believe he's the backup for the Bengals. <laughs> shocked by that. All right. Uh, we'll we'll press on. Little things, big problems. We'll get to that, and we'll do it next. Research has shown you get even more
3: out of the Ben Maller Show and you follow along on Twitter. It's the playground for our P1s. Message the voices in the night and follow Ben on Twitter. He's at Ben Maller. And you can tweet at and follow our technical producer. He is the man who plays all the music and most of the funny sound bites on the Ben Maller Show. His first name is Roberto. His last name is Flores. And you can follow him at Raider underscore Rob 24. Was it these Frazier? And I'm live from the Geico Fox Sports
6: Radio studios, it's Ben Maller. We're going to have Maller's Mountain of Money coming up a little bit later in the hour. We'll get to little things, big problems as well right now to the phones we go. And by the way, if you want to play Maller's Mountain of Money, start calling now. Try to line up some contestants. Uh, let's go to, is it Alon? Is that, am I saying that right? All right. I thought that was spelled with an E. No? All right. Uh, Alon, what's going on? You're on Fox Sports Radio.
10: Awesome. So I just wanted to talk about the Garoppolo thing. I think it's hilarious. They signed him to all this money, gets injured. I don't think it's funny he's injured, but he has a propensity for turning the ball over. has over 50 interceptions in college. I mean, come on, how many guys throw 50 interceptions they think he's going to be a stud quarterback in the NFL? But there's no one really out there in the NFL that they could trade for now. And if you do, you're trading away a pick that you could use in the future. Just take tank for Justin Hurtbert out in Oregon or hell. There's a guy who? across the bay in Oakland who loves trading away his players.
6: Trade for, trade for Derek Carr.
10: I mean,
13: am I,
6: is this a real call? Are you trying to punk me? Is this a no, fake call? I mean, this is a fake call, right? This is a fake call. You're not real. Hey, You're, you're hey, fake. What? What?
12: Don't, don't trade for Derek Carr, but c- come on, man. Garoppolo's not that great. They're, Tank, they're Tank paying Harper.
6: him $70 million. St- they're gonna, they, they are essentially, they've got a tattoo with Garoppolo's name on their ass, and they're going to have it for the next three years. They can't get it removed.
11: They made the wrong choice, though, man. But they, they made the money. choice.
6: It's like if you marry the wrong person, you can't, sometimes you can't get divorced right away. You've got to wait a while to get divorced. I,
12: I understand that, but he comes back in 2019. What if he's another Sam Bradford who gets injured every other year?
6: Well, they'll have to worry about that then. They got to worry about sure. that. They're stuck with. They're stuck with him. They, they're going to have to find if they if they go with Bethard, that's one thing. But you, know, you could say tank, but not to get a quarterback. You would tank to get a a stud wide receiver to pair with Garoppolo or someone on the defense, but not. Yeah, I mean, I, I your instincts. Uh, not that I, I I can't stand the the whole tanking thing. The, the pet peeve of mine. Uh, let's go to Weed Man Hippie, who's next on Fox Sports Radio. Hello, Weed Man Hippie in Miami, Miami, Miami. I
2: in a wheelchair. gives me weed.
6: That is correct. Not mine. <laughs> uh, and uh, I
2: love you. I love you in New Zealand with Dorothy.
6: <laughs> well, thank you. I enjoy going out with I never
2: heard you. No, 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 no. I never heard you as a caller. You are well, not a call- I'm, caller. I'm not a
6: caller. I'm not a caller. I, I'm, on a, I'm you're, in a studio. You're a guest.
2: You're a guest. I I'm listen a guest. to all these guest, bad guests yeah. all day on these bleep shows that <laughs> suck.
6: <laughs> well, well and thank I you. I swear to God, Ben, I want to be like you. Well, Darcy makes me laugh. I had a great conversation with Darcy. We you were,
2: both make me laugh, but we, you are so good. Well, thank you. You're sucking up to me. But let me well, let me. Just, in well, let me just. One ex- question. Right. First
6: uh, question. Right. Hold on a second. Why do you hate Tiger? Uh, I don't. I don't hate Tiger. I just feel like you
2: kind of do. I mean, he's the I don't hate him. It's a very strong emotion. Hate.
6: I don't, it's a very strong emotion. I just want to say, I had an off-the-air conversation. We were talking about. I was mentioning to Darcy every time I bring up. The the all blacks I get a reaction. I mean,
2: from, you were talking rugby and cricket last week. Racist. Right yeah, you? Yeah, and yeah, Tiger, yeah. even though Tiger raised the ratings 200.
13: <laughs> well,
6: well, I just want to say that my conversation with Darcy off there, we were talking about how all the teams, the national teams for New Zealand, are named the whites or the blacks, and it, that's how they racist. when they formed these national teams. And I I don't think I told him, I said I don't think I can say the name of the. The uh, the shuttlecock team. I don't think I can say what it is because it's unbelievable. We've talked about this before, actually on the air, and and uh, he had brought it up to me, and I just I couldn't believe it. But they haven't changed the name; it's still called what it's called. The then uh, they need Colin Kaepernick back in San Francisco now.
2: Why he's not good? But they need a quarterback, right? Hey, Patrick Mahomes, his first name. I love this Mahomes. I'm a new Kansas City Chiefs fan. This guy got no running backs. Five wideouts, go. Throw bombs every play. I love this guy, yo.
6: He's trying to talk sports. I like that about you. No, no, he's attempting to talk sports is what he's trying to do. He's trying. He's, he's, he's efforting to talk sports. Giving it a go. Ma- Mallers Mountain of Money, and also we'll get to little things, big problems. We'll get to that coming up here in a moment. From the Geico Studios here, we have to catch up because, well, not catch up like you'd get at a diner, but we have to catch up because we played the backup quarterback game, which was riveting overnight sports talk it radio conversation, he, but totally totally, totally destroyed the clock. Totally destroyed the clock. We got to play. We didn't even play the whole NFL, the backup quarterback, quarterback game. It was great entertaining and all that, but yeah. All right, let's get you caught up right now on what's going on from the Geico Studios and Eddie Garcia. Eddie And Ben, I
3: sent you a text. Take a look and just hold off on that for just a second. We'll start with Monday Night Football in the right. NFL where the Steelers beat the Buccaneers in Tampa 30-27. to Pittsburgh had a 20-point lead at the half then had to hold on for the victory. Ben Roethlisberger, three touchdown passes in the win. Ryan Fitzpatrick, three touchdown passes in the loss for Tampa Bay, but he also was picked off three times. One was returned for a touchdown. Pittsburgh gets its first win. Now 1-1-1 one, one and one on the season. Tampa Bay, its first loss, now 2-1 for the Buccaneers. In baseball games of note, the A's clinch a playoff spot thanks to a 7-3 win over the Mariners. Dodgers down the diamondback, 7-4. L.A. still has a game and a half lead on Colorado atop the NLS. Rockies did beat the Phillies 10-1 to move a half game back at St. Louis for the final wildcard spot in the National League. Brewers over the Cardinals, 6-6 to four. Milwaukee moves a game in that back of Chicago for first in the NL Central, and the Cubs lose to the Pirates 5-1. Chicago missing a chance to clinch a playoff spot with a win. This report brought to you by True Car. Online car shopping can be confusing without any more with True Price from True Car. Now you can know the exact price you'll pay for your next car, so visit True Car and enjoy a more confident car buying experience. Ben, I know you were a big fan of mascots. Yes, Did you I, see the Philadelphia Flyers of the National Hockey League have unveiled their new mascot? Yeah. His name is Gritty. <laughs> yeah, if you want saw, to play I'm, along at home, just uh, search I'm, Gritty. I'm looking at a photo here of Gritty. Your your, your first impressions on Gritty?
6: Uh, Kind of looks like if uh, Animal from the Muppets had an uncle. That would be the uncle. Okay. You no know Animal from the...
3: Oh, oh the, 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 the character p- Animal. Yeah yeah yeah, yeah, the the yeah, yeah, yeah. The Drummer. Yeah, yeah. The Drummer. Gritty yeah. is big and orange. He's kind of kind of got these pretty thick around the middle. The googly, he's got some
6: big, yeah, bug go, eyes. I saw he he did a face, not a face bat, but he fell on the ice. Yes, the he Flyers fell gave. on his he, ass yeah. with
3: the uh, T-shirt gun there. I did a Molly Whopper. Yeah, as you yeah. can expect, uh, the reception in Philadelphia, not too positive for, for Gritty, the new mascot of the Philadelphia Flyers.
6: Looks like possibly if Chewbacca had a love child, yeah. it might be this. Your instincts are pretty good. Could be good, yeah, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, maybe if, like, the Muppet, the people that drew the Muppets, if they rejected one of the Muppets, this would be that Muppet that Could they be. rejected, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. See, that's... Now, if you're a kid, is yeah. this,
3: uh, do, you, do you you see this? Do you want to run the other way or you want to run up and give it a hug? Well, again, this
6: is, it, it, it has some positives. It's not all negative. Uh, it's fat. Usually good mascots are fat. Uh, I think in Philadelphia in particular. The problem that this... What's the name of the mascot? Gritty. Gritty. See, the problem that Gritty's going to have, Eddie, is that's a one mascot town. That's the Philly fanatic. That's the god of all mascots, the fanatic. True. You're competing with the Bambino of mascots. How do you... You can't beat the Philly. The Phillies, what they ought to do is they should loan out the fanatic to the Flyers and the Sixers and the Eagles. Don't they have? Was it Swoop? Is that the Eagles mascot? I swoop?
3: believe so. I know it's it, yeah. they have an eagle. Yes, I don't
6: know what the Sixers have. Do you? No, they've changed their mascot uh, yeah. several times over the years. They've gone through. Didn't they have like a Ben Franklin type mascot lately? Oh, really? Yeah, like like a yeah. I think they did. I'll have, to, I'll have to Google that. Yeah. So. Does this go the way – the Yankees had a mascot in the 70s, that famous tale of the Yankees. He was not around long. Never actually appeared at a game because it was so offensive. It was not around long, yeah. I do remember that, yeah. Does this mean – do the Flyers avoid – Bearing this thing I mean, do they keep the mascot yeah. are, they, are they locked into this these things are very expensive these mascot costumes are expensive it's the, not the, cheap. St-
3: the Steelers have a mascot but he's never at the games it's is like it they don't let him in the stadium is it Steely
6: McBean it is Steely they McBean they still have Steely McBean yeah
3: he's still around I think he just goes to events though I don't think he yeah you know he goes to hospitals or parties or something he, yeah. the football
6: I'm, I'm analyzing the face here it is a scary looking face the eyes, not normally, I mean, they're, they're, I like the concept of the googly-eyed mascot. I enjoy a googly-eyed, a googly-eyed mascot. is fun, but these look too human-like eyes. Like, the eyes look too human. I'm looking at the pupils of the mascot here.
3: I agree there's something with the eyes that are not sitting right with me as well.
6: But wouldn't, see, wouldn't the eyes look better if they were, like, regular cartoon eyes? Like, the full, you know what I'm talking about? Without the... Eyes it, popping out? Yeah. Yeah. Like if they were just like the normal mascot eyes, which were like just all black or something. That would be fine, but the fact that they have the orange around the the middle of the eye there, it makes it look like a like a spawn of the devil, you know? Oh, I know. Yeah. All right. Well, good luck to the Flyers. That mascot's worth at least two wins. Well, we know that that Bailey would kick this mascot's ass, right? Oh, there's no question. Yeah. I mean, no, no. Oh, there's no question. Will Gritty be ostracized from the mascot games? Well, he's going
3: to have to improve on his skating for sure. <laughs> because <laughs> falling on your ass there,
6: that's, uh, that's a problem. Yeah. It's, a, it's good luck. All right. Well, good luck. It's the hard one here. Good luck to the Flyers. Uh, re- real quick, coming from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios, where 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. On your car insurance, just visit geico.com for a free rate quote. So the Chicago Bears have a problem. They have a quarterback problem. They have a pretty good defense, but their quarterback play is substandard. And they got the number two pick in the draft. They traded up to get Mitch Trubisky and all that. And the results have been less than spectacular. And they continued against the Arizona Cardinals. Well, Matt Nagy, who? He's the coach. uh, And he claimed that all Mitch Trubisky has to start doing is the little things. He said the little things, uh, which is – it doesn't sound that bad. When you say the little things, you're like, well, that's not that big a deal. But it's a big deal, right? That is an indictment on Trubisky. First of all, he doesn't have the bedrock skills needed to be a quarterback in the NFL. You're not supposed to learn how to do the little things in the NFL. You're supposed to know how to do the little things by the time you get to the NFL. And if you don't know how to do the little things – and you need to be spoon-fed the fundamentals of football, that is an indictment on you. And uh, it's embarrassing. And Trubisky continues to struggle to to find open receivers downfield, and it's clear that he needs more time on the runway here, Uh, that uh, he's not ready to take off. And Trubisky is the 27th-ranked quarterback in the NFL yards per attempt He's Dak Prescott bad. he's that bad. Uh, and the quarterback's worse than him. the only one that's uh, currently a starter, well, there's two. there's Blaine Gabbard and Andrew Luck, but they're also being criticized for their play. All right, we'll press on and We're up we against are, the hard one We here. are going to get to Maller's Mountain of money. We get to that and we do it next. <laughs>
3: We do things a little differently than those diamond dozen sports sports shows, but we can't do it alone. We need your help in spreading the gospel about our unique brand of talk radio. Use your voice on social media to show public support for the Ben Maller Show. Now live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios, it's Ben Maller.
7: Now, <laughs> <laughs> Maller's Mountain of Money.
0: Lord, that's a lot of
7: money. Do you have what it takes to get to the top? Probably not.
6: It's the Will Smith edition of Mallers Mountain of Money. Let's meet our contestants. First of all, we say hello to, uh, let's see here. I feel like these same people have played before here. But let's say hello to Lloyd, who I don't think has played before in West Virginia. Hello, Lloyd. What's happening, Ben? What's going on, Lloyd? You ready to do this? I think so. All right. What are you doing, West Virginia?
14: I deliver bread.
6: How's that going for you?
14: Uh, I'm not get, I'm getting
6: ready to get started right now. Okay, so we'll check back at the end of the day and find out how it went for you. <laughs> All I got right. You. All right, hold on a second. Lloyd, and we have, uh, boy, you really like this guy, Ed, man. Ed, you have a life, Ed. Why do you keep calling to play these games, Ed? What's going on with you?
7: I
9: love your show, Ben.
6: <laughs> I know you love the show, but don't you want other people to play? I feel like you want to bogart the game here, Ed. I never played the game. I don't know about that. I don't recognize this guy. Never. Uh, never. Me neither. I recognize his voice. All right. All right. Uh, hold, hold on. What do you do for a living, Ed? Right uh, now, we're doing blow for uh, $40. All right. There you go. <laughs> Boy, Coop's Great. instincts are good. <laughs> all right. M- McJ, you want to play, McJ? MCJ, Ben, most definitely. I'm looking forward to silencing uh, the critics all right. well, from last week. That's right. Okay. Um, Lloyd, who, who do you want to play with, Lloyd? Who would you to like to partner up with? I want to go with Roberto. All right. Roberto and Lloyd, you've clearly never heard the show. All right. Uh, McJ. <laughs> who would you like to partner up with, McJ?
7: Big Ben, I'm going to play with the... Uh
1: pride of Saddleback College. That's we're going right.
6: to do it again two damn, straight weeks. Damn straight. Uh, we will win Ooh. again. We won last week. We'll win again. All right, let's play the game here. Loop. what is the, the way that we break this game down? Here we go. All right, this is the Will Smith edition. It's
4: his uh, 50th birthday today. And wow, the, he's 50. He's old. Yep. The categories are as follows. Men in Black, I Robot, The Pursuit of Happiness, and I Am Legend. And uh, Lloyd, you were on first. What category would you like? I am Legend. All right. And uh, MCJ, how about you?
1: Let's go with uh, iRobot.
6: All
4: right. All right. Uh, Lloyd, I am Legend is the category. These athletes are all living legends. I need the first and last name, if applicable. 45 seconds on the clock. Ready? Begin. Current
12: uh, golfer who just won uh, a tournament right now. Um, Tiger Woods. So, uh, yep. Yeah. Uh, legendary <laughs> running back for Cleveland Browns. <laughs> with the Syracuse. Uh, Jim Browns. Yep. Uh, played uh, NFL, played football with the Raiders and the Kansas City Royals. Number 34. Um <laughs> Jackson. Yep. Um, the, say, the Say Hey Kid, number 24. The New York Baseball Giants and San Francisco Giants. center fielder Perfect. uh this guy's uh pass
13: on
12: that
6: guy. I love Roberto's style. Roberto. Yep. There's no there's no concern. There's no uh, yeah, sense gotta, of urgency. You gotta take it easy, man. No, you're very right. laid back. We, 60
3: points for Lloyd and Roberto. <laughs> you know what you are, Roberto? You're, you're California cool. Is what <laughs> that's what I am. I like when you get racist.
6: Yeah. Yep. Yeah. yeah yep. <laughs> yep. yep. All right, <laughs> I
12: I'll take my time. It's man.
6: it's both so bad and so entertaining at the same time. It's amazing. All right, let's play the game. All Here right, we go, Jay. Uh, you have iRobot.
4: <laughs> These athletes' ability to avoid injury is almost inhuman.
6: Forty-five seconds on the clock begin. All right, he's the heathen that left the Cavaliers. He's now with the Lakers. LeBron James. Correct. A former Packers quarterback out of Mississippi. He, Brett re- correct. Correct. Uh, tight end, famous for the Chiefs and the Atlanta Falcons. He, he re- Tony Gonzalez. Correct, yes. Uh, Mariner's second baseman, don't you know, a steroid guy. Robinson Cano. Yes, correct. Steelers wide receiver number 86. He retired uh, Super Bowl XL MVP. Ward? Correct, yes. Good job by you. Uh, former Browns off <laughs> Offensive lineman, just retired this past year. Uh, he's done some television. Big, big, fat, white guy. Offensive lineman. Uh, pass. Uh, fullback. Used to work at Fox Sports Radio. Led, uh, I think it was like 7,000 yards. Run, running what? Running back. Fullback. Fullback. Oh. Yeah, no one oh. knows all right, you missed is. Joe Thomas Yeah, and uh, Lorenzo, Lorenzo, Neal. Neal. Even Lorenzo Neal. Lorenzo Neal. 160 points. Lorenzo Neal. Best fullback Neal. of all time. <laughs> who knows fullbacks. I, I know. <laughs> for Tomlinson. I went
3: to school with him.
6: He used to work here, and nobody knows who he is. Yeah. All right, come on. 100-point
3: right. lead for Ben and MCJ. All
4: right, uh, Lloyd, you are trailing. Uh, more so Roberto, good. Do yeah. you want Men in Black or The Pursuit of Happiness? Let's go man Men black. in Black. <laughs> 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 all right. he'll, all right. he'll know this all one. Right. <laughs> huh? Nobody's the witness. You better all right, get this Lloyd, one, going. The, these sports figures have all played for or coached the Raiders. 45 seconds on the clock. Ready? Begin. Raiders legendary head
12: coach. Video game named after him. Uh, John Good. <laughs> no. John bad. what? <laughs> <laughs>
2: Don't
12: matter. Don't matter. Don't yeah, matter. yeah, yeah. Straight cash, homie. Why is he for the Vikings, Patriots, and Raiders? Number 84.
3: Oh,
12: what? All right. He, Pass. No. Raiders all-time leading rusher, Number 32. Went to USC.
5: Carson Walker.
12: <laughs> Running back. Come on. No. With the Raiders. <laughs> Oh boy! Oh, we got women to left. Come on, man. <laughs> XDB, XDB of the Raiders and Packers <laughs> went to uh, currently with Monday Night Football with uh, the University of Michigan. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, Brett <laughs> 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 <laughs>
4: that's, that's, that's
3: Favre. I love oh. Brett Favre at the University of Michigan. All right, you missed got Randy Moss, left.
4: Uh, Marcus got- Allen. <laughs> But you guys are Charles cooking. Woodson. Total of 70s. Our clock is up here with you you want
6: to go again? Button. You want to go again? I'll let you go again. <laughs> All right. We're out of time. That's it. I got a golden yep.
11: ticket. I got a golden ticket.
6: That yeah, was right in your wheelhouse, Roberto. That was the Raider category. It was right yeah. There. Uh, it didn't go well. well McJay, you win. Congratulations. Proving yet again. That, well, that is McJay's vindication. That is vindication. And, uh, and uh, Lloyd, I will not tell anyone as you deliver bread around West Virginia. It'll be our little secret, that little problem you had today. Yikes, yikes, yikes.
7: Not good. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live.
6: Indy, we have a problem. Welcome in the beginning. Of another hour. It's the Ben Mallor Show. We are in the air everywhere. The vast Fox Sports Radio Network emanating live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on your car insurance. Just visit geico.com for a free rate quotes. All you have to do. So now there is no shame in losing to the Philadelphia. Uh, there's not now the, now. the Eagles are not going to win the Super Bowl this year, but they w- they did win the Super Bowl last year, and they're going to win their share of games this year. That's fine, but they're not going to win again. So losing in Philadelphia is not a a sin of sins, if you will. No, it's not. But that being said, uh, Indianapolis, the style that they put up in that particular loss is uh, eye opening. Now they did cover the spread. So if you bet on the Colts, they cover the number, and that does matter. But we have the story within the story around the Indianapolis Colts, and it is all about Andrew Luck. That's what the the talk is, Andrew Luck. Now, if you've not been following along, uh, Andrew Luck, the chosen one, the savior of saviors, the messiah of Colts football, Indianapolis has been in a holding pattern, treading water, waiting for Andrew Luck to get back and to get healthy. We were told by Jim Irsay and other big shots with the Colts that don't worry, Andrew Luck is back. He hadn't thrown the Duke, at least according to the Colts, in a very long time, but they were very confident that he was going to be back and ready to go and played in the exhibition season, no problem. Now we have a problem. Uh, Many NFL pundits seemingly convinced that Andrew Luck not only is a quarterback, he is damaged goods. Damaged goods being packaged as undamaged goods. Uh, Frank Reich, the coach of the Indianapolis Colts, attempting some damage control, insisting when addressing the media on Monday that he is not worried. The team is not worried. There is no concern here. Andrew Locke's arm is fine. There's nothing to worry about. Everything is okay. Uh, he had a rant. He did have a rant. So I wanted to talk about this. Now, that's what Frank Reich says, right? But is that the reality? Do the Colts have an Andrew Luck problem. And not based on what might happen, not based on what could happen, not based on what you think is going to happen, just based on what has happened, yes, the Indianapolis Colts have a major issue at the quarterback position. And just because you seem to think that it'll be okay does not mean that it's going to be okay. That and a magic wand will make everything better. So, my thoughts on this: you've got the helicopter parents, Baghdad Bob, and by George. And we'll We'll tie these things together. Now, to kick off, Frank Reich, like all coaches, is not being honest. Now, he's not being as untruthful as, say, the Viking coach that said that Everson Griffin had a knee problem and we found out that he was arrested for threatening to shoot someone. Well, he wasn't arrested for that. He threatened to shoot someone at a Minneapolis hotel and then was arrested for breaking in or threatening to break in or trying to break into a teammate's house, according to TV reports out of Minnesota. How about that story with the Vikings? That is a uh, all-timer. He's apparently on a psych hold uh, by the police in Minneapolis. So there's a lot going on with, with that story. But this is a different animal. This is a different animal. Frank Reich, the Indianapolis Colts, Just using the eyeball test. And the Colts game was in my rotation. Okay, It was in my rotation. I had that game. I had five games going at one time, and that was one of the games that was in my rotation. And the eyeball test, which is almost never wrong, the eyeball test is is very reliable. The best-case scenario for Andrew Luck is that the Colt coaching staff is simply being overprotected. That Frank Reich and his offensive coaches are, uh, for lack of a better term, being helicopter parents, if you will. Spoon-feeding Andrew Luck, the offense, baby steps, right? You don't feed a child steak, uh, a newborn baby. You feed a newborn baby uh, formula or uh, from the mom's bosom, right? You, you don't give the newborn baby steak. You have to give it you know, simple food, baby food, right? Limiting risk. I'm not buying that, though. We are now approximately 20% into the NFL regular season, and Andrew Luck— is doing things that Dak Prescott does. Uh, he's he's bad. He's been not only a quarterback, he's been inefficient, and you're 20% in. You know, what, what are you supposed to wait, 50%? How long? When's the right point to signal the alarm and say, we got a problem here? I feel like we're at that point. In fact, I know we're at that point. You know, it, Major companies take Apple or... Amazon if they have a problem they're not going to wait until they you know they they uh, you know they get 80% in and lose you know, tons and tons of money they're going when they see a problem you fix a problem when you see a problem now that's the the bigger issue is what do you what do you do to fix it like that's the the bigger problem here now Andrew Luck overall is the 23rd ranked quarterback in the NFL but I keep going back to the the damning stat now the baseline for a quarterback, yards per pass thrown, the minimum is seven. The minimum is seven. You've got to be above seven. If you're around seven, you're average. You got, to be considered a top ten quarterback in the NFL, you typically have to be in the eight category. Uh, if you get to nine, you're an elite quarterback, nine yards per attempt. Uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick, for example, is like 13 yards per attempt. Patrick Mahomes is like almost 10 yards uh, per attempt, right around 10 yards per attempt. And Drew Luck is averaging five point three yards per pass attempt. So he's a contemporary of players like Tarod Taylor, who just got benched in Cleveland, Sam Bradford, who just got benched in Arizona. These are the contemporaries of Andrew Luck. It's not my opinion; it's a fact. And these are not compliments. I mean, Triple D, Dink, Dunk, Dak is on that list prominently. Dak Prescott is averaging 5.7 yards per attempt. We we rip him all the time on the show. He's actually better than Andrew Luck. And so what are we doing here? And secondly, Frank Reich sounded like that notorious. Information minister, if it's past your time or before your time, go back on YouTube and look up the uh, Iraqi information minister from the the first Gulf War. Reich said that Andrew Luck can make all the throws; he's extremely accurate and has no concerns about velocity. Even somewhere Baghdad, Bob is laughing at that. Like I can't, I can't believe you would say this. Of course, the infamous Baghdad Bob story is what he said. There were no American infidels in Baghdad. You could see behind him tanks, behind him U.S. tanks. (laughs) But anyway, all right. Uh, Frank Reich is saying there is no issue with Andrew Luck. And again, I I go back. If you use the eyeball test, use the eyeball test, it is not pretty. Now, some evidence to back up my point. The Indianapolis Colts rarely, if ever, through the first three games, have attempted to test the deep passing game, challenge the the defensive backs deep down the field with a vertical passing game. And the biggest indictment of Andrew Luck late in that game on Sunday, desperate to get a last-minute Hail Mary touchdown, Andrew Luck was pulled from the game, and Jacoby Brissett came in and attempted the pass down near the goal line, down in the end zone, there, the Hail Mary pass play against the Eagles, obviously because Andrew Luck did not have the ability to get the ball down the field. And yet, Frank Reich, the head coach, is like, no, no, I have no concern at all. I uh, He's extremely accurate. He makes all the throws. I have no concern about his velocity. But again, at the end of the game, you took him out to put Jacoby Brissett in on the Hail Mary pass. That is a scary scathing indictment of the strength of Andrew Luck's arm. And just look, he's serving up low-grade, wounded ducks. Now, now la- the last thing here, Indianapolis, if you look at what Luck has done here, Indy is doomed on offense if Luck cannot get better, right? And You assume, well, he's going to get better. But how many games do you wait until you start to throw the ball down the field? Let's say the Colts coaches are really just helicopter parents. Let's say that these guys are spoon-feeding Andrew Luck. Uh, well, how long do you wait? What, are you going to wait till week seven or eight, and then you're going to unleash the beast? At what point do you do this year? And what if they're not? What if they're not protecting, being overprotective of Luck? What if he's got a noodle arm? What if this is the new normal for Indianapolis? And they've been waiting around for years to get Andrew Luck back, and this is what they get? He's 29. Little he
1: literally on his deathbed.
6: He's 29 years old. He's in the prime of his career, and, and this is what you got? He's getting worse, too. Andrew Luck averaged six yards in attempt against Indiana, uh, Cincinnati in the opener, 5.8 against Washington, 4.1 against Philadelphia. That was a career-low against the Eagles' defense, yards per attempt. It's the first time in Andrew Luck's career, we're told, he's averaged now less than 10 yards of completion, which is also what he did in the last three games, in three consecutive games. I mean, this is the lowest. The Colts right now as a team, I'm piling on, by the way, what I'm doing here. This is, I'm beating the pinata That's uh, what I'm doing. That's the technique. Uh, the Colts are averaging 7.8 yards per reception. If you go back in the Indianapolis Colts history, now I'm not going back to Baltimore, but just since they moved to Indy in the 80s, this, this would be the lowest. The lowest all-time for the Colts franchise was 1991. They averaged 10.1 yards per reception. The Colts, through three games, are at 7.8 yards of reception by George, as in Jeff George was the quarterback, a notorious figure. In NFL history. And that nineteen ninety one Colts team went one and fifteen. Yikes. All right. It is the Ben Maller show on Fox. We say hello to Edmund Dallas. Steamboat Willie. Judas Garcia. Right over there. Not my favorite Colts quarterback of all time, Jeff George. Not your favorite Not Colts my quarterback, my favorite, quarterback
3: of all time. Yeah. Peyton Manning, clearly.
6: <clears throat> no. Well, former colleague, former teammate of mine who used to work here at Fox Sports Radio back in the day.
3: Jim Harbaugh. Hmm. No. No. Well, Jack Trudeau yes. is a former Colts quarterback. Jack who used to work Trudeau. Here. Oh. That's right.
6: Former morning host here at Fox Sports Radio back in the day. But no. I worked on that show. Yeah, not for long, though.
3: Not for too long, yeah. though. Yeah, should
6: not last long. Who was he did the show? with somebody? Zach and Zach. Jack. Zach and Jack. Zach and Jack morning show. Yeah, I remember that show isn't zach doing radio in the bay area last i heard
3: uh his real name is well his name is dominic zaccanini and i don't know where
6: he's working you have no idea you lost so you were not close with him
3: no they 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 did the show out of uh indianapolis i believe so they weren't here
6: yeah he's working at a radio station in uh, san francisco under he's using the name zach tyler is that a good radio name zach tyler um. <laughs> how about this Eddie he does according to this he uh, is a he's a, a, a program director now. how about that oh, better be nice to him moving maybe. up in the world yeah and he does post game 49 ers stuff how about that alright yeah show some respect man I didn't say anything <laughs> bad about him <laughs> you wonder where some of these people end up by the way. It's just, it's come through here for a couple of years they move on where do these people go where do they end? We've up seen them come and go, Ben. We We've have, seen them come and go. It's like a bus terminal around here. We just sit here and watch him go, and where do they go? No one knows. Yeah, the Zach and Jack show. What's Jack Trudeau doing these days? What's he up to? Anything? Not he's, that I know of. Is that out of the media business? I guess. I don't know.
3: I think he he's uh, running a quarterback camp or something.
6: Is he? I think so. All right. Well, right, good for him. There you go. And then in Zach and Jack conversation on the radio.
2: And you've heard it first on the Ben Malley Show.
6: Well, how upset are Lakers? Did you see what LeBron James said at Laker Media Day? How upsetting is this?
3: I did not, but I'm sure our friends in the other room
6: yeah. were all over that. So the Laker fans. am not interested in the Laker talk, Ben. Oh, what? Right, so he knows, he knows this is not going to go well.
9: I'm glad Ben's interested in the in the Lakers. Sorry. All
6: right. you just you, you put your head down after what you did in the game. Show. <laughs> <laughs> listen, what? Listen to me. Rest just your has got it all. Willie,
12: May- Willie Mays, Hayes. Oh, my God.
6: <laughs> so the Lakers are convinced, their uh, sycophants are convinced that they're going to win a championship now with LeBron James. Uh, Le- you know who's not convinced? LeBron James. Uh, LeBron James, who his entire career has talked about championships and winning and how it's so important to win. LeBron James said the Lakers have a long way to go, which is Totally fair. They have a long way to go to catch the Warriors. And then he said that championships are not the only measure of success.
9: (laughs) Uh What's so funny, Ben?
6: (laughs) What's wrong with your Clippers?
1: (laughs) What is still wrong with the Clippers?
6: See, that shows you LeBron does not know the kind of psychosis that Laker fans suffer from. All, all the Laker historians, right? They don't really fancy right. all, all about, the, the all rings, the Lakers man. historians talk about is it. championships. The guy the Lakers signed to save the franchise, the Messiah, LeBron James, just announced at media day that championships are not the only measure of success. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he doesn't know because he came from <laughs> Cleveland. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he should have signed is, with the Clippers. This is awesome. That is just great. That's wonderful not really about championships anymore. <laughs> not anymore. Well, that is not the greatest thing that I have. There's some audio that we will play here coming up from NBA Media Day, which is one of the great sound bites and one of the most honest things I've ever heard from NBA Media Day. It is the highlight of highlights. And I have a feeling will stand the test of time in the – funny sound effects machine here at fox sports radio we'll get to that we'll take your calls we'll do it next we do things
3: a little differently than those dime a dozen sports shows but we can't do it alone we need your help in spreading the gospel about our unique brand of talk radio use your voice on social media to show public support for the ben maller show now live from the geico fox sports radio studios it's ben maller
6: It is the single greatest highlight of NBA Media Day a parade of cliches and all-you-can-eat buffet, in fact, of cliches. NBA players speaking the gospel about how this year is going to be different than last year, they're going to be better, and on and on and on and on it goes. But we take you now to New York Knickerbocker Media Day and the keynote speaker at the dais, Enos Cantor, who talked to the media in New York about the possibility of the Knickerbockers making the playoffs in the Eastern Conference and said it with words that I believe have never been said when describing the Knicks in the playoffs.
1: I've been to playoffs before. That should be everybody's goal. You know, it's the playoffs. When I think about playoffs, my nipples get hurt. I'm sorry. <laughs> That's the thing, man. It's the playoffs. That's what we play for.
6: <laughs> All right then. Yeah, so we have that as a drop. Can you play that as a drop? We have the drop version of this, which I think will live the test of time. Here, uh, Enos Cantor. We don't have.
1: The- I I've sent. The before. Yeah. That should be everybody's goal. No, know, no, 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 the no.
6: What's the drop? What cool, I, I sent you the drop, playoffs. Coop. Do we not have the drop version of that? <laughs> Where's the drop version? We need the drop version. Oh. Well, we had it. I sent it to Coop. Apparently, we. Lost in
1: communication. My nipples get hurt.
6: Yeah. All right. Can we put that in the system? All right. Uh, anyway, all right. So the, the Ben Mallory, was that was that not a great soundbite, Eddie? I thought we had. I was gonna have some fun with Did, the drop, It was it was kind God of forbid, interesting. God how, forbid these guys put stuff in when I send it to him. All right. Yes.
3: Go ahead. He said it, and then it was almost like as soon as he said it, he was like, "Oh, oh try to take it back," but no, it was already out there. No, he was on a roll. He was, he was th- when he says when he says hard, he like stops short,
6: like he's like, "Oh." I didn't mean to do that. Yeah, but he also compared NBA games to, like, drunken barroom brawls.
13: <laughs>
6: he did. He, he, was, he was asking, how is he going to teach the young players on the Knicks how to get ready for NBA life? And he said every night is like a bar fight. What it, a it was, dope. <laughs> I like this, guys. You get soundbite. It's funny. I mean – Back in our day, Ben. Back in our day. I mean, we're like, the Knicks would
3: punch you in the mouth if you took it to the hole. They don't don't
6: breathe on anyone these days. There's no bar fights. Now the Knicks will get out of the way. They'll, like, do the Olay thing, and they'll step aside. You want to go to the basket? All right. Why don't I shove you to the basket? I I won't shove you, like, hard like Charles Oakley. I'll, like, pick you up so you can put the ball in the basket. But uh, there it is, Nick basket. When I think about the playoffs, I'm much like, Enos Cantor, I'm very excited about that. How excited, Ben? Well, I'd have Enos say it, but we don't apparently have the drop, so can't have him say it. But hopefully we'll get that, because it's a wonderful drop. I was, I was going to do a whole bit on it, but we don't have time. All right, anyway, it's the, uh, the Ben Maller Show on Fox. Uh, such is life. Such is life. That's why you got to do things yourself. Let's go to Simon in Tennessee, who's next on Fox Sports Radio. Hello, Simon.
14: Hey, Ben. How are you?
6: Simon, if I was any better, I'd be Enos Cantor, uh, but no, I wouldn't because I'd have to play for the Knicks.
14: Listen, Ben, I am so sick. I am so sick of hearing about Le'Veon Bell and how he's feeling underappreciated. Oh, my gosh. Le'Veon Bell, go ahead, do me a favor on your way down to Miami, stop at the store, give me a pack of Tampax. And then go ahead and take that on your uh, jet ski trip with you down to Miami. Uh, You know what's underappreciated? What's that? It's the big cartoon like bags of money that he's leaving on the table every time he sits out of a out of a a game. It's it's insane. Don't even give me eight hundred
6: thousand again. He lost another eight hundred thousand plus because he didn't play in the game Monday night. Yeah, yeah,
14: it's ridiculous. And then you got. Ryan Fitz tragic. He's over here. He looks at. He's got the beard of a lumberjack. He's acting like he's all big and bad and stuff. And then look, he gets showed up uh, at game night. It's 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 insane. And then then you got the whole Tom Brady, uh, Bill Belichick controversy where they're saying, oh, Tom Brady's gonna get a divorce. No, the only people that are gonna be getting a divorce are the one the radio show hosts. that keep on talking about him getting a divorce because then. Their wives are going to divorce them after they're on the street for talking about the Patriots so
6: long. You're a machine here, Simon. You're, you have a lot to yeah, say. Yeah, I know.
13: Yeah, yeah.
14: But the NFL has just got me on fire. I mean, like, seriously. I mean, the whole hitting the quarterback rule and everything yeah. like that, it's, it, it's, it's
6: got me heated. Wow. There's a pill for that, you know. You can go to the store <laughs> and they give you a pill. You'll calm right down. Like I'm, right. I'm worked up. I don't know that I'm that worked up. I am not, but all right. Well, thank you, Simon. I appreciate it. There's, uh, Simon, where he goes, no one knows. All right, see so the, the Ben Mather Show on Fox, we're get to Sight the Bite, the great sports radio mystery, Sight the Bite. We'll get to that coming up here in a moment. And if you would like to be part, eight seven seven ninety nine on Fox, eight seven seven nine nine six six three six nine. uh I want to point out that Ed from Spokane, Uh, called up, now you didn't hear what Ed said, He, he called up to play the game and claimed that what he said was taken out of context. I asked what Ed in Spokane did for a living, and Ed gave a very graphic description of what he did for a living. We had to dump it. Which I don't think can be misunderstood. But he claimed he was not talking about the thing that he was talking about is what he said uh, so uh, it's what we heard yeah <laughs> dump it <laughs> he said he was talking about sprinklers that were blowing air out of the uh, the sprinkler lines is what he, uh-huh. he said oh, right. <laughs>
3: well why wouldn't you talk about that kind of thing on a sports talk
6: radio show yes I think you should tell it to the judge I think you should tell it to the judge all right, we'll press on. We are going to get to sight the bite, but right now, let's get the latest here from the Geico Studios and Eddie Garcia. Eddie.
3: Well, Ben, on Monday Night Football, it was the Steelers beating the Buccaneers in Tampa 30 to 27. Pittsburgh did have a 20 point lead at the half, then kind of held on for the win. Quarterback Ben Roethlisberger in the win had three touchdown passes and the loss. Tampa Bay quarterback Ryan Fitzpatrick also had three touchdowns and three interceptions including one that was returned for a touchdown. Pittsburgh is now 1-1-1 one, one and one on the season with their first win of the year. Tampa Bay suffers its first defeat, dropping to 2-1 on the season. In baseball, the A's have clinched a playoff spot as Tampa Bay lost, and Oakland posted a 7-3 win over the Mariners to get them into the postseason. Most likely, they'll be the number two wildcard team in the American League. Dodgers down the Diamondbacks 7-4. LA still has that game and a half lead on Colorado for the top spot in the NL West. The Rockies did win, beating the Phillies easily 10-1. Colorado did gain ground on St. Louis for the final wildcard spot in the National League. The Cardinals lose to the Brewers 6-4, so Colorado just a half game back now of St. Louis. As for Milwaukee, they are a game-and-a-half back of Chicago in the NL Central, with the Cubs losing to the Pirates to 1 Chicago would have clinched a playoff spot with the win and the Red Sox get their franchise record 106th victory of the season yep. with a 6-2 win over the That's Orioles right. let me
6: point out Eddie the only thing different about the Red Sox this year other than J.D. Martinez is me uh, occasionally doing their post game oh, show boy. so I am responsible for the greatest season in Red oh, Sox baseball no. history no, during oh the no you season. didn't yes I am oh, boy. me I'm responsible Eddie
3: Tremendous so when they, Red Sox and, knowledge. And just remember, Red Sox fans, when you come up short in the postseason, no, 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 there's only no, no, one no, no, man no, no, to blame. No, 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 that would no, no. be Ben Maller. Listen. This report is brought to you by True Car. Online car shopping can be confusing, but not anymore with True Price from True Car. Now you can know the exact price you'll pay for your next car to visit True Car and enjoy a more confident car buying experience.
6: Yes, you were saying, Ben, you wanted to say something? Well, listen, I, I can't do everything, Eddie, but I have done the <laughs> yeah, heavy lifting yeah, right, during the regular right. season. 106 right. wins for the Red Sox, the, all those legends in Boston baseball, and took me.
3: Well, here's a story from baseball I know you'll enjoy. The San Francisco Giants fired their general manager, Bobby Evans, on Monday.
6: can't believe that Evan Longoria move didn't work out Uh, for the Giants. He had been the GM for the last four
3: years, uh, part of the organization for 25. Manager Bruce Bochy and team executive vice president Brian Sabian expected to keep their jobs. Of course. Uh, Uh, They needed a fall guy, and they found one. Uh, Giants entered Monday in fourth place in the NL West, uh, second straight losing season.
6: For San Francisco. Yeah, my, Bob Nightingale was saying he was floating Ned Coletti's name, who's a former Dodger GM as a possibility. He used to work for the Giants. Uh, I don't think that's going to happen. That was quickly shut down. Yeah, because Sabian's got a giant ego, and Coletti's got a huge ego. So I, you can only have, like, one guy with the massive ego. Coletti's desperately trying to get a job, though, as a GM. He's, he's, he's got his eye on the Orioles when they start blowing people out of Baltimore, there and they they blow that thing up. Remember when he signed Jason Schmidt with the Dodgers?
9: Yeah. Oh my
6: god. Yeah. former Pirate great. Well, the Giants ought to hire uh, Coletti just to keep, because they kept he kept Schmidt away from the Giants yeah. by signing him with the Dodgers. He <laughs> was
5: terrible. Yeah.
6: All right. Well, wherever these guys go, they're going to need beds. I recommend the Sleep Number bed. It's the bed for me. It's the bed of my choice. I caught up on my sleep this past weekend. I think it was at eleven and a half hours Friday into Saturday, and I did a solid nine and a half in my sleep number bed on Sunday. It really is a love story uh it, me and the sleep number bed and if you're if you're unfamiliar, the new sleep number three sixty smart bed helps everyone from parents to pro athletes improve even overnight gas bags improve their sleep performance uh, your daily performance in life, but through quality sleep right through quality sleep, and my sleep number setting is 50, my wife, she's at 40. Right, so so it shows you that I like the bed a little different, the mattress a little different than she does. Uh, and a lot of couples disagree about all kinds of things. That's right? so, you know, one of the conundrums of a relationship. You, you like someone, you love someone, but you don't agree about everything. And one of the things people often disagree about is the firmness of the mattress, and Sleep Number takes care of that for you. It allows you to get what you want and your partner to get what they want. There's no... No need for compromise, right? You get what you want. They get what you want. They want. It's perfect. And the new beds are so smart. How smart are they, you say? They're so smart. They sense your very, uh, your, your, your your every move your body makes throughout the night, every move around the bed and all that, you toss and turn, and the bed will automatically adjust to you, keeping you sleeping comfortably uh, throughout the night. I can go on, on here. Kirk Cousins, uh, we'll forget about that game against Buffalo, uh, but Kirk Cousins, big record contract with the Vikings. He's a sleep number guy. The NFL, number of NFL teams, Sleep Number players, players uh, getting these Sleep Number beds, come in and see the newest Sleep Number 360 smart beds. It's your competitive edge from $999. Sleep Number is the official sleep and wellness partner of the National Football League. You're only going to find Sleep Number, only, at one of the 550 Sleep Number stores nationwide. Visit sleepnumber.com slash maller, that's M-A-L-L-E-R, to find the one nearest you. All right. right, uh, Why don't we pause for the cause here, and we will have Sight the Bite, the audio mystery, Sight the Bite in its entirety. Give it a little extra time so it can breathe, as they say. And we'll get to Sight the Bite, and we will do that, and we'll do it next. The Ben Maller Show has
3: some quirks and oddities that need to be heard twice to be believed. And Now you can, thanks to the Ben Maller Show podcast, available wherever you download fine podcasts, including iHeart and iTunes. We need your help. Subscribe to our podcast on iTunes and give us a five-star review. It drives the corporate guys crazy. And now live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios, it's Ben Maller.
7: It's time now to... Sight, Sight the, bite, the Bite, where we play random generic sound bites. You know, inane sports and entertainment cliches spoken by so-called experts. And you try to tell us who's doing the talking.
6: All right, let's do it. Here we go. It is time now for Sight the Bite, the great sports radio mystery. Only eight callers get to participate. That's it. I just kept reading the... I, in the, uh, the time out there, I was reading Ed from Spokane who said he should have said blowouts and not what he did say. <laughs> I mean, I, it's hilarious to me. He's like, he's a, I didn't mean to say it. He had something I, else on his mind. Yeah. It's the first time I've ever asked someone what, what they do for a living, and they've given me that response. I'm, I'm shocked by that. It's quite the job. Anyway. <laughs> 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 All right. That was, uh, go back and hear the podcast if you want to hear. Oh, I don't know if that'll be in the podcast. That's not going to be in the podcast? Really? You can uh, say it on the a, internet. It's, it's right on the line. I... Really? Well, he said he he phrased it wrong. He said that he was uh, fixing a sprinkler line. I'll, I'll bleep the second part of the word. Okay, there you go. There you go. Well, it is Sight to Bite, the great sports radio mystery. Let's find out who this week's person is, this mystery voice here. Let's hear the voice.
1: I just don't get it. I just don't get it.
6: I just don't get it.
1: I just don't get it.
6: Hmm. Not a lot to work with. Whatever never is. Yeah. Will you be the Scooby-Doo gang and try to figure out I who just it is. don't get it. Who it is? You're the- if it wasn't for you meddling kids, no? I just don't get it. I just don't get it. I don't know who this is. I have no idea who this is. That's the bit, right? You need to solve You're the investigator. You're I c- just don't get it. You're CIS or CSI uh, Fox Sports Radio. Isn't what it is? Yeah. Crime scene investigator? Yeah. Will anyone get it right? I'm going to go first. Uh, let's see here. Let's say. Watched five games at one time on Sunday. So I'm going to go with caller number five. Eddie, would you like to participate?
3: I I sure would, Ben. And I will also take caller number five.
6: All right. And Rocky Roberto. Is it LeBron James? LeBron James. Okay. And Kubalu. I just saw a
4: commercial for $5 meal deals. I'm going to go with caller number five. $5 meal deals. Where's that at? Well, they're not an advertiser, so I don't want to. Okay. It's at a fast food place. Fast food. It's got a different name on the East Coast than on the West Coast. Oh. Oh,
6: I know. Hardy Har Har. Okay. (laughs) All right. Very good. Let's play the game. And again, eight calls. That's it. And I just don't get it. We'll give you clues after every two incorrect answers. And in the leadoff chair, Jason in Ottawa is batting leadoff. Hello, Jason.
10: Well, Ben, first off, Roberto, that wasn't your fault earlier. Those were great clues. Lloyd's just terrible.
7: Uh, Thank you. No, ben, yeah, no, good job, buddy. We will Stop no, sucking ben.
6: up.
2: I believe that that is none other than <laughs> Emily Parker's fake father laughing, Robbie
10: Parker, the crisis actor.
6: No it's, not, no, it's not Robbie. Hold me
2: up, Rocky Roberto.
6: There you go. That's a pretty good impression. That was cool. Great tribute to our friend, the late great... Mr. Moose, let's go to... We go from Jason in Ottawa to Rob in Vegas. Rob is caller number two on Sight the Bite, the great sports radio mystery.
14: Good evening, Big Ben. Hello. Is that Blind Scott's transgender girlfriend?
6: Fair guess. Is that the Blind Scott's girlfriend? GP standing up. All right. Thank you for that. No need to add on to your work there. All right. It's not Blind Scott's girlfriend. Well, these are two really legitimate guesses to start. Uh, I just don't get it. Time for our first clue. This particular person was a two-way player at Penn Hills High School, played defensive tackle and offensive guard. I just don't get it. Two-way player, Penn Hills High School, wherever that is, played defensive tackle and offensive guard, and if you're – Available with your cell phone. You're going to like, where I'm going to Google famous alumni from Penn Hills High School to see what pops up. Uh, Rod, the ambassador of Bakersfield, is going with Clay Matthews. Clay Matthews. That's wrong. It does not count as a guess. Time for caller number three on Site the Bite, the great sports radio mystery. Let's go to Bean, who's in Columbus. Bean, you are caller number three, Bean.
7: Hey,
14: uh, big holler! I want to just say uh, in honor of Eddie, is it John can Jimmy before the nineteen eighty four Fiesta Bowl?
6: I couldn't understand that. What did he say?
3: <laughs> <laughs> I believe he said John can Jimmy.
6: Oh, John can Jimmy? Uh, no, no, you—that's wrong. wrong.
1: Yeah, that's wrong.
6: All right, so we're zero for three. Time for caller four. It is sight to bite, the great sports radio mystery. Trying to find out who this person is. This mystery voice here. We know it was a.
1: Two- I just don't get it.
6: It was a two-way player at Penn Hills High School, playing defensive tackle and offensive guard. Let's see who's next. Let's go to hmm, caller four. I like this guy's name, so we'll go to the Funky Cheese Man. Who's next? Hello, Funky Cheese Man in Nashville. Your caller for?
2: None other than Rob Guerrero.
6: So, Rob Guerrero is that? Is sure. Your name, sure, yeah. Better than your guess? Uh, no, it's not. Rob Guerrero. So we are four guesses in. We've had Robbie Parker, Blind Scott's uh, girlfriend, blank, uh, and some John something something. John Kenjemi. Kenjemi, Jimmy, Jimmy.
3: former Pitt quarterback.
6: You're not. A Pitt I sit down when I peep. You're not a Pitt fan.
3: No, I'm not. Okay. I just somehow remember and
6: that. Rob name. Guerrero. All right, uh, clue number two. This particular person owns the combine record for the fastest forty-yard dash by a defensive tackle.
1: I just don't get
6: it. He was a two way player at Penn Hills High School playing defensive tackle and offensive guard. Will anyone get it right? Caller I just don't get it. Caller number five. Caller number five. Let's go to Joe in Washington, DC. Joe, you are caller number five.
2: Hello, man. Hey, is that a chance? Edmund Dallas Steamboat
6: Willie Judas
7: Garcia
6: well, a great, right over there. A great homage to Edmund Dallas Steamboat Willie Judas Garcia. Is it Edmund Dallas Steamboat Willie Judas Garcia for the win? I blame you, Eddie. It's your nickname. Terrible guess. Hang up on yourself. Yeah. Do the right thing, Joe. Never trusted those guys from D.C. See that? More proof. Guys from D.C. Hangs out with politicians. Probably probably a senator right there, that guy. All right, caller six. Who's next here? we got to pick up the pace. Let's go to barbecuing Len. We we might have to give him a golden ticket, but he'll give us some silly guesses. I just don't get it. He never takes this seriously. Uh, How about Julius Peppers? Wow, that was a serious guess. Is it Julius Peppers? Still dominating. No. All right. uh, Thank you, Len. Not Julius Peppers. Uh, Let's see. Who's next? Do we have another clue? I believe uh, no clue, right? Yeah, another clue. Uh, This particular person has been a pro bowler for all four of his pro seasons. All four of his pro seasons. He's been a pro bowler. I just don't get it. Jared in Kansas City. Caller number seven, Jared. You're the next to last guess.
2: Uh, I'm going to guess... No, Damakan
6: Sue. <laughs> the boy named Sue is in Indomicon Sue for you. No, ah. no. Oh, man. What was that so, first name? Well, he was in the ballpark. Yeah. He blocked me on Twitter anyway. That oh. idiot. Sue has had a great four year career, though. I just don't get it. Well, we've only paid attention. He's been suspended so much, it's really only four years. And the last (laughs) clue here was the highest-paid defensive player in NFL history for less than 24 hours before he was replaced by Khalil Mack.
1: I just don't get it.
6: Last guess. We go to the rooster. Last hope, rooster. Caller number eight. Golden ticket's yours. Who is it? Hey Ben, I think it's the My Pillow guy. Is it the My Pillow <laughs> guy? No, it's not. It's, it's Aaron not? Donald. It's Aaron Donald. What's wrong with you people? The Rams.